Good evening and welcome to The Real Study. With your hosts, Mr. Snippets. So like two teams with that movie, it seems like either <laughs> oh, people love it or I they love hate it. it. Okay, oh I, God, I, I do too. That, I do I too. Yeah. Black Girl Marvel. I cried laughing. That was hilarious. <laughs> Tyler makes films. It's meant to for us to kind of contemplate. Like, I don't think his response to me is completely appropriate. Like, it makes sense that he would react that way. All the movie things. I think the thing I why I enjoyed it more too was the fact that we were going to talk about it from this perspective. The pre-review with Biggie. The pre-review is where I tell you about upcoming movies coming to movie theaters and beyond. And me, the real study movie voice guy. I probably would have like been in love with this movie as well if I had watched it earlier, like when it came out or maybe right after. Let's go to the poster wall. Silly, silly evenings. Welcome to The Real Study. My name is Mr. Snippets, and to my left, as always, is Black Girl Marvel. And with us tonight, we've got all the movie things. No Ray, no Tyler, just the three of us tonight. And that's okay, because we are longtime reviewers. We, we know each other well. Uh, tonight, we are going to be doing an all uh, a theme. I know that Lala doesn't always love the themes, but tonight's theme is Raised in the Wild, uh, whether it be raised by yourself, raised by another, some, some version of that. Uh, so we will be doing Hannah, Leave No Trace, and Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, I know that some yeah. people have said they have never seen Tarantino movies. We will be doing a Tarantino day someday in the future before nice. we get to the uh, season two break. Um, that said, as always, there is news in the world. Here we go. Now it's time for the real news. Facebook, especially TikTok, because we want to go live underneath our Real Study banner. So if you can go on the TikTok and follow us at the Real Study, that'd be amazing. And if you can't watch us live, which is a shame because we're hilarious if you look at our faces. But if you cannot listen to us live, you can listen to us while you're in the car, doing laundry, shopping for groceries, whatever it is people do when they're not watching TV or looking at their phones, join us on Apple, Google, Spotify, all the places that you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hopefully we are one of them. And if you would like to join the real study, become a real student, you can join our Discord. All the information is available for you on all of our social media platforms, as well as the one that you're watching and or listening to us on right now. We thank you. And thank you, Black Girl Marvel. We always appreciate that. Uh, we do have the news, of course. We have, uh, let's see, uh, good news in the sense of justice, bad news in the sense of, you know, people's lives being thrown upside down. But Danny Masterson was found guilty of all the charges he was being held to. And thank God for justice, because we need to be holding these people fully accountable. Um, and that's been one of those ones we haven't known, like what, what was going to happen because of the mistrial last year. Uh, and yeah. years of allegations, but yeah, I'm not sure if you guys want to say anything on it, but I thought we would mention it. Um, feel free as always. Yeah, I, I have nothing. Yeah. I really don't have much just like, other than it's like good to see, you know, some, uh, accountability happening, you know, where I was like really surprised about the mistrial part, like that they had, I was like, Oh, 
is he going to get away with this kind of thing? You know, right? Like I didn't, I didn't really know all the details or follow it too closely, but um, just from what little I bits read, here and there. From what I read, he could spend life in prison. Uh, yeah. So because it's like uh, multiple. Right. Yeah. Multiple so counts. He would have so, to yeah. be on perfect behavior to get out as an old man, and uh, right. you know, might as well just let him stay in there. Uh, on the movie front, we've got Martin Scorsese making another film. You'd never believe that, um, that, that Scorsese would make yet another film this time. I bet it's about gangsters. It's not. It's the other thing that he makes. So he does gangster movies. And it made a gangster superhero. Uh, no, no, but this is the, uh, the, there you go. Jesus is the other hat. So this time it's about Jesus. Uh, he met with the Pope and it made him inspired to make a Jesus film. Um, and so he's made multiple other uh, mm-hmm. Religious-based yeah. films before, so it's not yeah. it's not new. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he'll step away from you know Christian Bale and those sorts playing Egyptians uh, instead of. Uh, yeah, we'll know, see. What maybe, maybe maybe he'll actually we'll go with some Middle Easterners. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, let's hope. He's about to be blonde with blue eyes. I already know. It's Chris Hemsworth. I already know. <laughs> Literally. Chris Hemsworth uh, is Jesus. Yeah, that no, Jesus. that doesn't work. Not uh, Jesus. That's hilarious. Um, then we've got it's an action movie called Resurrection. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and on the third like day, loosely, he loosely took them to hell. Series. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and then he would. What would he have? Like Lazarus would be his like right hand man, and like they're just doing their thing. Um, How to Train Your Dragon <laughs> is getting a live action remake, and uh, we're yeah. going to see where to that goes. That. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon is one of my favorite, one of my favorite trilogies, like animated trilogies. I don't know how I feel about I that. Like, I go down this, yeah. right? I don't feel like it needs a live action. The animated one is perfection to my like. So all three of them are perfection. Three words. Thank you, Disney, because they're the reason right. this is starting to happen. They pushed it so oh, hard yeah. that even though they weren't that great, uh, I've heard good things about Little Mermaid, but that's about the only one I've heard so far. I mean, I don't the know. Live Haven't they been making are... live action stuff for quite some time? No, I know, but I'm yeah. saying the, the remakes that they've been making of their classic animations, they yeah, have been doing it for a best. while, but yeah. they're starting to get a kind of a tr- foothold. So pe- other companies are like, oh, let's give this a try. How dare you? Yeah. Let's <laughs> do that too. This. Yeah, no, I'm not excited. Uh, we've got Mandy Moore and Cam- I'm gonna totally butcher his name. Uh, <laughs> I am gonna butcher his name. I'm so terrible with names. Uh, I can't wait. Kamel Nanjiani. Oh, Nanjiani. Nanjiani. Thank yeah. you. Uh, are both going yeah. to be starting in a movie together? Um, Ooh, interesting. Called Thread: An Insidious Tale. So it's a Bloomhouse film. So we'll see oh, where that nice. goes. And Mandy Moore, you know, is I'm not a huge person when it comes to singers becoming actors. I think that you get like one out of fifty that can, you know, pull it off. The rest are right. because they're already famous. But Mandy Moore is one of those people that I actually think did a, does do a good job as an actress. Uh, I actually have enjoyed a lot Personally, of her Personally, growing up with her music, never been a fan of her music. I love her voice. Mm-hmm. I think her voice is amazing. I think she has like hands down one of the best voices of like our generation i don't think people really pay attention to her voice but her and the bubblegum pop i wasn't really a fan so when she became an actor i was like oh here come another one becoming an actor but then i was like she yeah man i was okay i was like and then this is us just showed you actually what she can do you know what i mean right. yeah because she played like little snotty kids <laughs> 
in her earlier career. Well, yeah, like, have you seen Saved? Yeah. Yeah. She played <laughs> yeah. that role to perfection. Like perfection. She was, Nobody else could play that yeah, for her. She was exactly that character. Not that Mandy oh Moore is that character. Have you ever seen Saved, Brian? No. Okay. It's a Just it's one a, one look at the like poster and I was like Nah. No, nope, it's I'm satire good. though. It's <laughs> it's right. satire yeah. on the whole thing, and it's it's fun. It's it's it right. pokes fun, but also like uplifts. Very Kevin Smith like yeah. in that way. Oh, mm-hmm. Nice. Where it's like, you like her poking fun. But... Yeah, yeah, she's great in that. You might yeah. give Save to try. It's a dark comedy. And her, not... her singing Entangled was amazing because her yeah. voice is amazing. Yeah, totally. right? yeah. But I'm just not here for the like. I'm just not. Here for that. <laughs> fair that's completely fair yeah. uh we've got terrifier three yeah. uh on on deck uh they've got a bigger budget those watch, movies are you gonna gotta watch the first two terrifiers well the, we, why don't we wait for three to come out and then we'll just do the trilogy we'll just do the terrifier trilogy um or something that's why you're it's that a effect. short film oh we can add that, that initially that's where the initial introduction of that character comes from is a short, short film. film which i've seen the is short it film because terrifier? it's, it's it creepy no weird. it's not called terrifier but well if bats is watching she'd say in the in the uh oh yeah yeah but she's not i don't think she's watching uh hocus pocus 3 is in development after the pseudo success of hocus pocus 2 or at least the like nostalgic (laughs) success uh i liked it i I enjoyed two you know but yeah we'll we'll see i didn't watch two that's all right if you liked one i had just watched one like a couple of years ago (laughs) okay it's like for your first time right yeah, like for my first time, I didn't like grow up on like the Halloween Town Hocus Pocus thing. Me I didn't grow up on that, so it took me a while to like watch that. But I love me some um some Bette Midler. Can't get no better than Bette Midler. I think she's hands down hilarious. Well, and they Kathy, do a, they uh, they bring Jimmy the characters back too. very very well for two. Like you you right. feel like I'm gonna have it's to the check out too characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is updated. Like the, the the main protagonists yeah. are you know Zennials and. Not Zennials, mm-hmm. uh, Gen Zers, and they're they're very much <laughs> doing Gen Z things, um, okay. but it's good. Uh, so if they make a third one, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Cruel Intentions has set their cast. We'll see where that goes. I'm not sure that is I, that supposed to be like a live action TV show? It's a TV show that they're doing instead of a movie series this time. Um, what do you know the platform it is on? It's on Prime. So really, yeah. We'll see. Interesting. We'll see because Cruel Intentions, the movie, was a little. It was pushing the envelope there. Right. And so it was good for what it was, and then they made sequels. I don't know why they did that. Oh my um, god, yeah. though. Oh yeah. my. It's kind of like when they I'm made sure Wild Things sequels. sequels. They were just like, yeah, oh look. my god, yeah. I was it's like, just, stop the press. They stop were all the just classic TNA films, the way we used to say them back in the yeah. day. Yeah, right. That's all True. they were. Uh, they got rentals, you know, because the dudes would walk by and snag, you know. Um, well, maybe not yeah. just dudes, but primarily, I guess dudes. Uh, then we got Oppenheimer gets a confirmed R rating. I don't know why it wouldn't get an R rating. It is about blowing people up. Uh, I mean, I kind of don't understand why it does get an R rating, though. I mean, they're not. If they show anything, I mean, it's not like. I don't show... think this, that's not what it's about, though. I don't think that's what it's yeah. going. I don't think. So you think there might be a lot of cursing in it? Maybe they're cursing at each probably. other. Probably, it's probably the... just all language. Like I don't, I don't. I feel like it's all language because what you're going to show us? Are you not going to show? Yeah, and they're you know, a bomb and like incinerating. At, at most, like, you might have some some like suspense about people getting fired or like their careers yeah. ruined or right, something but... like that. Yeah. But if they show so the bomb and it's like in his mind and he sees people getting killed, that could make it already. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. So, 
That's, That's you know, because there was guilt, stuff, but... and we're looking retrospectively at his life, so, like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and Nolan likes to court, a court get in there. drama mm-hmm. element to it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Too. I, I like Nolan enough that I'll give it a shot. Um, there's still, the, of course, argument about right. whether I mean, I don't it's care Oppenheimer or Barbie, or since they're both the same day. Uh, and I would yeah, go like, see I him a double feature. So yeah, like I don't, I don't care that it has anything that it's R or not. It's just interesting that it's. What about they decided to go R? Tom Cruise asking them to telling them to push back. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the, oh man, I know. Like, for cause yeah, because Mission Impossible will we'll only get like a week <laughs> worth. Of Sorry, IMAX. Tom. That's called the way the industry works, right? No, that's bull crap. Sorry, Tom. No. I'm like, sir, this is what Mission Impossible a thousand. Calm down. Like, what? you have a franchise, you have a base. People are going to go see your film. Like, it's okay. Not only that, but we've t- we just talked about this again because of my video for the flops came back around, and the idea that people think that uh, Shawshank Redemption wasn't a flop, a, a financial f- failure essentially in its initial release. It's funny, but they don't ever remember what it came up against. So this is kind of weirdly indicative of that. Right. We're going to have two big releases mm-hmm. that are going to likely compete with each other. But at the same time, they are completely separate audiences. I think myself and maybe I know Brian are definitely going to be like the cross section where we would watch it because of who's making oh, yeah. both. I'll watch both. But I don't think that we are the norm. I think that there are people that are yeah. going to be Barbie and they think there are people that are Oppenheimer. And asking yeah, the question on like... TikTok, you don't really get people saying, yeah, both. So. Yeah, if you go from like a general audience perspective, it's going to be one or the other, right? For people, yeah, you know, yeah. So, and it's going to be so. who's in the group. You know, you walk up. If it's a date, it it might be Barbie. If it's not a date, right, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Be Oppenheimer. You know, you never know. I just feel um, like moviegoers. Period. We'll just go. We'll go see everything eventually. But I understand it. Like that first weekend, or is like the the money making weekend or whatever. You want to make sure that you get all that money. But it's like. You got a deal. <laughs> Sorry, sir. You got a deal. Yeah, no, Tom. We 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 don't feel for you on this one. Sorry. Uh, but keep that's doing like those Vin Diesel being like, "Hey guys, this is Fast X. Can you please like just." <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll go see Mission and Mission Impossible on a, an IMAX, but I'm probably going to be there the, the opening weekend though. Right. You know what I mean. So no, when you go sure. the next weekend, you won't have to worry about it. You'll have already seen it. Yeah, exactly. I'll right. go see Oppenheimer and IMAX, and you know. Um, yeah. I heard a rumor that, and this, you know, it's a rumor, but this is news, not rumor. But you know, I'm at least admitting it. Uh, that Vin Diesel is a little sour about all the positive uh, feedback that Jason Momoa has been getting about Fast X. I know. I, like, <laughs> Listen, if like, that's everything true, I've heard, it makes sense. Like it, you know, it fits. I don't know. If that's true, something's wrong it's with him. Odd duck. Something's yeah. wrong with him. If that's true, yeah. Like, I mean, have you seen it, him in interviews? There's yeah, he's a little off. he's a little off. I saw him yeah. um, do an interview with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. It, it was manic. It was like he was all over the place. He was just he kept standing up and be like, "You want to see? You want to do the thing?" And I was just like, "What's yeah? What's yeah. happening right now?" Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard. But to if watch he's them. mad that <laughs> an actor that he probably more than likely help choose to be in this franchise is getting love. Yeah. I'm confused on why. Right. I know. Like they're talking about your movie. Like 
why he, I mean literally he plays D&D but I imagine he's the player that he doesn't get his way so he like stalls the game or like fights with the DM in some way <laughs> or, or like he's just the prevent him or just he's like, the oh. like what's his name the guy from Bridgerton he's that character anybody seen Dungeons and Dragons I have not he's, seen uh, Bridgerton no Dungeons and Dragons yes oh, okay. Bridgerton but he, I know he's that guy about. from but you know what I'm talking about he's that guy who just like good at everything he, he never right. gets hurt can sidestep yeah. anything he just you're just like so you don't get hurt at all nothing bad happens to you <laughs> Okay, but but honestly, I can see that, and then it'll make sense why him and um the Rock wasn't really. Well, they both they have that like the like, same person. They, they, had yeah. that that something else too. Yeah, like, yeah. to them of like I I'm the good guy always, and I, yeah. you know, that's interesting. <laughs> well, but, like, it's I feel funny. like Momoa doesn't have that, and that's mm-hmm. why like and you see that come across in that movie where like mm-hmm. he's just having a blast like. And you're having a blast with him. Where you're just like, oh my god, this dude is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> now I want to I mean, see yeah, him he's the best part of the movie. I bet. Yeah, I bet. He's, he's magnetic in this film. He just magnetic. Yeah, like, so everything good. he does, just, I was kind of rooting for him. Just, he's the bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so like, That's okay. Damn. We've had like, ten just, family movies. We we could have a bad guy, you know. Win. Yeah, I was like yeah, destroy them. The I was in the yeah. like break them down. Okay, yeah, so I love it. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 odd to me because they took the trope of like Indiana Jones always had that like luck trope or even Han, you know, had the luck trope where everything would always <laughs> right. kind of win on your side. But not not because That's everything was always armor. perfect, because things were falling mm-hmm. apart. And then that moment would happen where you could make it through while Dom and everybody in his crew. It seems like they just they roll 20s constantly uh, for right. no matter what it is, whether it be speech or how they drive There's in that a, race, or how they dress, or what, like they're always rolling twenties, yeah. and it's like that gets so well, city, Put so your characters in oh, yeah, yeah. some peril, man. Make them yeah. actually show me they might die, and I might care. So right. anyway, anyway. Well, that's the thing too. Now it's become such a thing. Like even when there is that element of like, oh, are they going to come out of this one? You you already you know they're going to come you out aren't of buying it. it. Yeah, like, you're no. just like, how is it going to happen? Yeah. Right. Like this is a like this film is a part one, of three. Yeah, it's either two or three, but it's three. They change it to a trilogy. It'll be five Uh, by the time they get to the third one. Yeah, some stuff happens in this one where you're like, no, I don't believe it. Like I already know what's yeah. Did you see that? My brain. Not really. When I go when I go into these movies, because me and um, Marley will talk about these films, and I will go into these films. He's like, they just, it's stupid. And it's like the way he's talking to me. And I'm like, I just go into the Fast and Furious films just to be entertained. I'm not looking for an Oscar. I'm not even looking for for like actual physics to be applied to these films. I'm just there to see. Or even incredible performances. Right. I'm just trying to see what kind of crazy things are going to happen and and how they're going to get out of it. That's how many cars are going to blow up. Who's going to get punched? Mm -hmm. How many times are they going to say family? That's why yeah, Momoa was such a like such a great element because I was not expecting. I was like totally expecting him to be like super lame, mm-hmm. you know, just checking the boxes kind of bad mm-hmm. guy. He's yep. just there because he's Momoa, and yep. man, oh my god, yep. this is. I got he does some the off like, off the walls stuff and. Yep. I'm looking forward to like, it. I'm looking forward to it. I got played in the best way. He be dancing. <laughs> yes. He be dancing and twirling. It's very like a joke. He's so like flamboyant. Joker, like, yeah, he is man. kind of like. It's like He's definitely like the antithesis to Dom's character. Like, yes, he is. He's yeah. very... So he's not stoic or broody. He's no, no, happy. Uh, no, no, no. Not even in the slightest. No, no. no. 
Um, this to me, this is a great. Just he definitely has like, a drive, but yeah, he definitely. I mean, it's a, and it's a drive that you can get behind. Yeah. You're like, okay, but but the way he goes about doing things, you're yeah, like, that's... this dude is nuts, and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even in this, yeah. even in his like his wardrobe too is like mm-hmm. flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Just like, man, yeah. But it's how honestly, it's <laughs> not a sleeveless like, shirt at all. Like no sleeveless shirts. <laughs> so he's actually like, got shirts on. Okay, I got yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He kind of dresses like. Johnny Depp does, you know what I'm saying? Like silks and it's a lot of flowing, like flowing, yeah, like, fabrics and like yeah, yeah. You know? It's right. great color. Like There's a lot of color yeah. into it. Yeah, it's so, really good. It's very much like Batman help me, and Joker. And help me confirm like, this. Uh, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah. it feels like this is the Die Hard with a Vengeance of the fi- of the Fast and the Furious, where like the Jeremy Irons character. Well, comes the thing back is, they've goes, already ah. kind of they've already kind of done this plot in the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> Have they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with um, Jason Statham's character. Oh lord! So they he had a brother <laughs> that they ended up like messing with, and so Statham comes back, comes you know to avenge his brother, and that's how he gets into the franchise. I and mean, this is they. In so it's gonna be Furious, they, wait. What's his character's it's, it's, it's name? Jason Momoa's father. I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. We'll just but. call it Momoa just for the sake of it, but it's going to be yeah. Hobbs mm-hmm. and Shaw and Momoa, right? We're going to get right. Yeah, just <laughs> them. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. yes. I heard they're doing the Hobbs. Back. Yeah. There's another Hobbs spinoff, Ugh. but it's not a Hobbs and Shaw sequel though. What? But it's a but it has the Hobbs character. Have yeah. you, okay. have you guys take, seen I'll the take, Fast and Furious meme that's out there right now, where it shows the original Jason. two cars jumping the tracks, then it shows the 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 car in space, and then it shows the Falcon flying alongside some X wing. Yeah, like yeah, it's gonna go that way. Uh, all right. Well, we have bashed on Fast and Furious enough for this week. It is kind of becoming a weekly thing. Um, please follow us yeah, uh, so we can bash. They make on the it Fast so Furious. easy. Um, but we do watch them and we bash them. So we're one of those middle crowds where we'll we'll still enjoy them, um, but make fun of them thoroughly. Uh, that means we do want to move to the first film of the evening, uh, and that film is going to be Hannah. Uh, which is, of course, a 2011 film about a girl who is raised in the wild, hence the theme for the evening, um, by her... And now a series on Prime. And it, it, and it mm-hmm. is, and it's getting into its, its second too. season, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is the first film. It, of course, stars... Um, I always forget her name. Uh, Sorsha Ronan. Sorsha Ronan. Sorsha. And then yeah. Sorsha. Okay, I'll make sure I say that right Saoirse from now on. And then Kate Blanchett and Eric Bana as the three okay. uh, main uh, persons. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bana, Bana uh, plays her father. And I'm Kate so American. Plays I'm like Bana. <laughs> Bana. Uh, and then Kate Blanchett, of course, plays her would be aggressor, her the, the person that's going to take her down. Uh, had any of you seen Hannah before this week? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. This was my very first time watching Hannah. Oh. So, then you go first. Then I go first. You say, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, let me let me fix the Hannah poster because that's that's going to be more important important than anything else. No, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Um, so for me, I I had wanted to watch this movie, and for some reason I don't know why, but I got in my head that Brian Cox was in this movie, but he's not. <laughs> oh, um, funny. At all <laughs> in this movie. Um, I think that he, he is he is in the uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. He is, yeah. but that's not. I know but... that, and that's not what I was thinking. Like it's a separate <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, so Sersha is what you said. That's how you Sersha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
phenomenal, especially since I yeah. know she has a super thick Scottish accent. Um, like naturally, she was able to kill that completely for this role, which yeah. I thought was great. Um, and they were able to take on a like she was like a light German accent because Bonda's mm-hmm. character, of course, had a much thicker uh, and a good, yeah. very good accent. And he's Australian, he's, right? So yeah. he does he did great with his accent. <laughs> Yeah, accents all the accents are, good, are all over the place. Because right. Kate Blanchett is doing like an American, American southern right? Accent. But like, <laughs> but almost not great. Almost bad, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, especially when you first hear it, you're like, oh. it's giving. It was giving. Um, right. Uh, what is it? Benjamin Button a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. She was but speaking. I don't know. It felt like whoever. It felt like her accent changed in the film a little bit as we yeah, went on. I think it did too. And yeah, it was yeah. odd. But, um, but she's also playing she's a ton a, of different parts. So there's kind of like I was saying she's an operative. So like I, I would that an operative kinda, might change it. So yeah. Um. Anyway, I was impressed yeah, with Sorsha. Really I I was impressed with the film's uh, cinematography. I thought that the layout of the story was good. The thing that I noticed was I feel like this would have been a better film had it not been with a more art house production studio. Because this is focus features, I felt like it was slowly paced and trying to go for the more artsy side, which is fine. And I do like how the beginning and end tie together nicely. But it just it didn't have the pace I wanted. I wanted a little more. I don't know, just a little faster pace uh, than, than we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like we spent a lot of time with her and that family over and over again. And I think that they kind of, kind of bogged it down in a few parts, but overall uh, I did enjoy it. Um, I did hate the guys that were coming after her. Like I wanted, like as soon as I saw them on screen, I'm like, I want these guys dead. I want these guys completely. I want them totally hurt. And, and I was just glad to see, you know, her dad, uh, Eric. It's funny, Eric, Eric, his name's Eric. Yeah, it's, um, it's with a K though. I yeah. know instead of a C, so I know it changes everything. So there's so there's a difference, like so. <laughs> in in where the name came from. Sure, as far as northern mm-hmm. Germany or southern Germany, uh, I guess. Sure, um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I, nothing about it like screamed at me like this is amazing. Just uh, interesting concept. Drug on a little long. That's me. Uh, how about you? All the movie things. No, I love this movie. This is like, yeah, I loved it. Like the first time I saw it, I was really into it. Um, I saw it back when it came out. This is probably the third time I've seen it now. And I still, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I still loved it. Like I, the music's great. I feel like I missed the Chemical Brothers. So if you're into that kind of stuff, like I was like, yeah, I really love the music. Um, yeah, Serge Ronan's like incredible in this. Um, and it's, it's a, it's an interesting take on like, she's like stuck between these two worlds, you know, like she's grown up to to be this assassin, you know, so to speak, or at least hold her own as, you know, um, as this like engineered, you know, super soldier in a way. But, um, but then also she's like, she finally gets time to like be a kid with this family that's why like we see her with this family so much because those elements she's like um getting to experience for the first time some childlike wonder and she's struggling with that you know where it's like but in the times when she has to like fight she immediately snaps back into her like training you know which is like it's just a it's kind of heartbreaking in a way to like 
watch her do with that. You know what I mean? Because like at the container fight and that friend of hers just like sees a totally different side of her mm-hmm. and immediately, you know, Dips. she loses that friend. You know, it's like she yep. can't have that life, you know, so it's just really sad. I wouldn't but... want that as I wouldn't want her as a friend. No way. I told you to stay in advance. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she. Promised. Yeah, exactly. I know. She I told promised. you, don't follow me. I know. But... I promise I won't follow you. Hannah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah it's it's great. I, I I really like it. Um like I, I didn't I don't feel like any of the, the pacing or anything is was an issue for me in okay. this one, but yeah, that's great. How about you, La? Wait, wait a second. <laughs> uh so just from, from my perspective, while she finishes uh on her snack, which is all good, we all need to do that when we have to. Uh, Atonement, Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice, Darkest Hour are all movies by Joe Wright. And I think that Joe Wright kind of has that longer style. And I'm just not, not judging it. I'm just saying that that's kind of an approach that, that he takes as, an, as a director uh, because his projects are very heavy, uh, either in length or in, in depth. And so he does like long takes, too. Yeah, yeah, he does. It seems like, like there's a few wonners in this one. The one where she's going into the to the hotel for the first time when she sees light. That one, the one too, one. where those guys are following Eric Bana down into that like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. area with all the posts and everything. Even the That's scene all, like, where one take from when he gets even when they're fighting the is still part of the one take. Even right? they're fighting, yeah. Even yeah. when they're yeah. fighting, is still one take. Yeah. For me, the the one of the longest scenes was when um, the like the Moroccan people were singing. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. Lord, this is going on for quite some time. I was like. Sir, but um, as somebody who has already seen this film, I do. I, I'm like I agree with both of y'all honestly, because there are moments where it's like I remember watching it with like older, like younger eyes, and being like, "Oh man, this movie is pretty solid." Like Sersha does a great job, Eric Bana, like everybody does such a great job, and it's like, like like you're immersed and you're in. But like it's 2023 now. My my eyes have seen different things, different way these kind of like action films kind of go and so part of me was like oh this could have been sped up a little bit or even though it's not even a long movie but i'm just like some of these scenes could have been cut a little bit then maybe some other scenes could have been added like i wish that she could have been uh, with the family earlier like i wish that um instead of her having hit because it was so easy for her to get into the like all she had to do was talk to the girl the girl was like she she riding with us and now she was in the front seat with her mama while everybody else is in the back seat sleep. So like, I, I would have loved to, instead of having her be like a, excuse me, instead of having her like watch them and see this, I would have liked if she was like engaged in it as well, even though I know she wouldn't act the same, but to to see her smiling amongst them, I think would have been a, a, a harder hitting scene than her to be like hid back and watching them. I get why they did it, but just for my own personal like, I would have liked to see this, but I thought this film was good. I will say some of the action is, I don't know. You can, it's something odd about the action, whether it's like sped up a little bit or it's like kind of maneuvered in a way where you can see everything. Like there's not a lot of wide shots in the fighting. All the fighting is very up close and I kind of like that, but also there was something kind of like, if this was made now, the fighting would have been a little smoother, but maybe, maybe that's, that's part what of the I'm magic. Alluding to. I don't know. That might but be maybe what that's I'm part of the magic of this is that it's more raw or something like that. It's not. It's less like um, glamour. I guess glamorized. I guess I'll just say, or like it's less like 
Well, I think we're, not, we're used to these like super choreographed, like right. very fluid, yeah. like almost dance like moves. You know, I think we're used to like the very stylized choreography of fight scene scenes that we've that we yeah. see. It might be. Um, I'm like back and forth about it. I enjoyed the fight scenes, like when she was slicing dude up in front of the yeah. girl. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I that's did like cool. when Eric came just to the to the apartment. And it's just blasting through the door and yeah. taking dudes out. Like I enjoyed that whole sequence. I don't know. Whenever Vano was on the screen, I I, I don't know. I, I like him as an actor, so maybe I was enthralled by him. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't enthralled by Kate in this movie, which is weird because I usually am very enthralled by her as an actress. But in this one, I was like, maybe it's because she's an antagonist. Maybe I just wanted her gone. Well, uh, like but also feel like them. she's an she's an antagonist. We didn't really get to see much of. To like know. she's in the film. Right to like to not like because the way I feel like there's more to her character than what they're giving us because like the line of her being like don't walk away from me young lady is did you want her as a child is that reason why you were you had this program did you want children because the lady makes the comment about if like have you had any children and she like gulped and was like you could tell she was visibly upset that she hadn't had kids like it was just if there was something very intriguing about her character that they didn't let us in on. And I was just kind of like, mm -hmm. this go around, I was like, well, damn, like, because I think I missed that because I was younger when I watched it. So I was like, why is this visit, like, why is this upsetting her that she doesn't have kids? Why is this, like, what is in her background that we don't know of? Why did she terminate this program? Like, why, you know what I mean? Like, we don't, like, I'm just like. They don't, like, like they don't go. They don't, either. they don't go into it a little bit more. And I felt like because this movie is like. Short. But the movie is it, about Hannah, so maybe we don't. No, no, no. It, it, it is. It is about Hannah. But I, my thing is this: don't put that in there to make her intriguing like that. If you're not going to say, because if it's about Hannah, let it be about Hannah and not about this woman getting visibly well, upset that she doesn't couldn't, have children. Couldn't I mean, as lame as this kind of is, why couldn't she be the original like mother of mother? the, whole, of the, all the girls that they had in the? Program, I feel like that's the, the that's a. That's a hell of a trope. That's like... I know, but at the same time, at least it would have tied up that loose end a little bit. Um, Probably, but um, I'm not saying it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, or was you know. or was the other girl her daughter? You know what I mean? Or like was the Joanna? Was Joanna her daughter that she didn't know got into the program? That's why she terminated it, and that's why she wants Hannah so bad. I think they're the same age, of... like roughly the same age. Like, who? Kate uh, Blanchett's character and Joanna are because Eric Bond yeah. would have been the same age. They're all roughly. Uh, early yeah, 30s, they're all the, late 20s, yeah. early 30s, when when the car wreck and the and the murder yeah. goes down. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. That's how I saw it too. They're all basically uh, the same age. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I do feel like I, I hear you though. It, it feels like it almost feels like we should have had. No, I don't know. It's one of those movies where yes, you could have had it, but having it might have bogged the movie down. So not having it. Might have. I, I, I totally, I'm I totally agree. I still, I still feel like you could, there could have been a, a balance that was struck because, like, there's like two parts of me. There's like the part of me that watched it originally and like loved it, and then it's the part of me that goes more deeper into films than I did in the past. And now I'm kind of like, even though this is about Hannah, like, <clears throat> there could have well, been, you could still make a film about a person, but still make the other characters intriguing and full of like have arcs and things like that too. So this show is great because we end up I end up liking movies more as we discuss them. It's it's funny. Um, so I, I don't know if we need to know anything about Marissa because mm -hmm. she's really just another deer uh, that we see her. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly like it's like 
it's bookended with those those elements. It opens right. up with and that line, like, oh, I just missed your heart. You know, she says the same thing to her. Right. Like that's all she saw this Marissa character has is just And we never seen any I mean, training she was, before that. But right? I mean that's so what she was raised is what yeah. she was trained she for was, after that. Yeah. She was yeah. raised to be. She was raised to take her down and essentially she does, but for me personally, it's like it's like watching like Guardians in a Galaxy and not under not realizing that Gamora has an issue with Thanos. And then when you see her and Thanos, you're like, why is she why does she have this issue? Like I don't get it. Like you it's it's just I don't know. It's just things. It's just it's just things. In but we're gonna follow Gamora further. Like, if Gamora were being yeah, killed thing. at like, the end this of the movie, this is a one. This is one yeah. movie. We don't oh, need yeah, more know. about her in that sense. I, oh, I'm, I know, but I'm I split but, both but, ways but, on this. But I'm just saying, for me personally, I like to know. I I like to know my antagonist in some way, especially when you show me certain elements. You show me she gets upset about not having kids you show like she calls her young lady like she would if she had a child like to me that makes her character even more intriguing i would have liked i don't know a, a sentence or something just to give me more of her character because to me that makes that character intriguing even though it's about hannah that makes her intriguing to me i'm like oh shit like so we this, need a prequel it called marissa <laughs> and we're good <clears throat> i'm kidding of course um, well, they what Kristen said in the what Kristen said in the uh, um in the TV show they do go a little bit deeper into some stuff. So like I was like maybe I'll just check out the TV show. Like that's where I, that's probably where it lies for me. Yeah. Well, um, wait, she plays she's supposed to be sixteen in this movie. Fifteen. The synopsis is a 16-year-old girl raised by her father, blah, blah, blah. Oh, either way, either way, I even thought younger. I thought 12, 13 at the most. Um, oh, I never got that. I was, hmm. yeah, I always felt like she was a teenager. Interesting. That would make sense then with the boys and in in that whole scene. Right. That would make yeah. much more yeah. sense. I was like, mm-hmm. why are these girls at 12 running off and doing this with these boys? He's like, this she's a child. <laughs> this is know. weird. I don't like this. I, I I, it still yeah, isn't yeah. great, but it's better. Um, you know, because that's what 16-year-olds do. <laughs> I mean, and you can't stop them. She slammed boy and choked them. I mean, she's good. Like, she's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's okay. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> so tell your friends I just wanted to kiss <laughs> This was her big breaking breakthrough role, Sorsha, right? This, this was like the her. first movie I saw with her. I think this is the one that got Hollywood's attention. I think she was making her rounds and then this kind of got... Yeah, even though she, she did do stuff before this. Like, mm-hmm. I literally saw that that Paul Rudd mm-hmm. and um, Michelle Pfeiffer romantic comedy that she's in. That's when right. She's even younger. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Sorsha Rohn's in this, but she's like yeah. way young in that. Yeah. And then you've got her in Lady Bird. You've got her in Little Women. Yeah, later on, yeah. The French yeah. Dispatch, although she's the small part in that one, it looks like. Um, yeah. The Lovely Bones but is I the th- other big one, I think, that got... That yeah. Lovely Bones is another one. Yeah. I think this, yeah. That one's really great. That one's heartbreaking, but mm-hmm. still a great film, though. That's one I never Shout saw. Shout out to Mark Wahlberg for that one. That's why I never saw it right there. Um, that, that would make sense. He's pretty um, good in it. It's not too bad. But it's, it's really... It's really like hinges on her. Yeah. Too. So it's Guillermo del Toro. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how did I yeah. not know that? And Rachel Vice. All right. All right. Susan Sarandon, mm-hmm. Stanley oh, yeah. Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Somebody could have just Stanley told Tucci. me that and I would have been fine. <laughs> 
Stanley Tucci's in the movie. I want to watch it. Like, I love that guy. I was trying to find so, his name in my head. I couldn't find it. I was like, it's the guy. I know him. I can't. Well, now all he does is he's on TikTok and he cooks, which I love. He just makes Italian food all the time on TikTok. So if you love Italian food, it. watch Stanley Tucci. Uh, Brooklyn's another one I didn't watch. So uh, this is really. His, his TikToks are so funny because he like, there's always this delay in the beginning. Like he has to wait for whoever's recording to tell him <laughs> and, they, and they keep it in there. They don't, they could totally just edit it out. You I know, know what I mean? but they keep it. Uh, it's apparently there's a thing called the, the millennial pause. I think is the thing <laughs> where I mean, anybody, he's not a millennial. No, but... I know, but whoever's running his camera probably is a millennial. So oh, there's God, yeah. that millennial pause where Back in the day, this is what I heard. Back in the day, millennials, you guys were used to, you know, phones. You'd have to push it and you'd have to wait a second. And then the recording would start. And that's trans transformed itself into now where millennials will hit the button and wait and then start by nature, uh, which is really funny. And apparently Gen Zers shake me, the camera. I don't know. That's just, me, these are stereotypes. That. For me, like, that's like, that's like training for. Yeah, I'm about to say that for me for an video, actor. Because like, you need, you need that space in, mm -hmm. in the edit. You need what's called angles. Yeah. Yeah, and you need a little bit of space in the beginning so you can trim it, and a little bit of space at the end so you can trim that. Sure. So like, but the thing, but my point is like, they totally could just edit that out. <laughs> I know, and they don't, and have them start right. <laughs> but at the same time, it makes it authentic. They were started recording, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's become his thing so, now. Like, yeah, right. it's, <laughs> and that's how a yeah. lot of things on on those platforms do right. yeah, do yeah, become yeah. a thing. So it looks like I'm gonna need to be watching a lot more of her films because I was impressed with her thoroughly in this film. Uh, and did not uh, expect yeah. it's weird i basically have she's, never seen she's really talented though she's really really talented so yeah mary queen of scots even what yeah yeah like literally she's all really of her talented. movies i've never seen what is up with me yeah she, there's, i mean there's a lot she's done that like i haven't seen well, maybe we'll do we'll have a uh Ronan Ronan week yeah, we have a couple can, of social we can do movies, she has great films yeah mary queen of scots has has freaking uh Margot Robbie, so I'm gonna watch that just because I love yeah. Margot Robbie. Uh, you don't like Margot Robbie? I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not against her, but I'm not 100 for her either. Which blonde Australian really? girl are you a fan of? There's <laughs> five of them. There's five of them. So. That's kind of the Samara thing. Right. See, Samara is the other. I love her as well. So she's the she's like the the wish version of of Margot Robbie. No, I don't like, know. I don't I'm know sorry. after Ready or Not. Uh, I no, don't I don't mean acting wise. That. I just oh, okay. I don't mean acting wise. I just mean face because Hollywood turns out the same faces. So That's it's fair. like they it's like they it's like they saw Margot and was like, we need another one of those, but not quite like her. There's and also the girl in Babylon. Right. Mm -hmm. Then there's the girl the that's in uh, Transformers, but also in Jessica Jones. She's an Australian blonde actress that everybody thinks oh, is Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah, she yeah. Trish. She played yeah, Trish. Yeah. 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 Um and she does a pretty decent American accent. I you know I yeah. couldn't I could stand her and Jessica Jones. It took a well, minute for me to like her character. It's something about the way that these Marvel yeah. shows write uh, blonde women. It's like they want to really get away from the trope of like the stupid blonde. And I'm cool with that because where they got, I mean, I got, I'm sure they got that from like the 40s where it was just like, you know, the Marilyn Monroe type stuff like that, however, however you want to slice it. But I, I'm happy that they're trying to get away from that. But I think the way that they start to write, uh, them is like uh, like obnoxious to a point mm -hmm. where it's like they just don't listen. So then you still have the trope of them being dumb blondes because because they're so like righteous and forthright and they don't listen, they get in trouble. And then you're like, oh, see, they stupid. And it's like you you go against the grain that you're trying to like not go like not do. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, write them 
better. <laughs> I was like, I kind of like these actresses, write them better. And then like somewhere along the line, they would like ease up a little bit, but I was just, I just wanted to murder her character on Jessica. <laughs> I was like, somebody kill her swiftly, yeah. swiftly. Mm-hmm. Cause she was just, ah, I was just like, strangler. I was like, I would, I would love to touch that question that, that Hannah threw that Iana threw into the chat where she mentioned, is this film Hannah based upon the Logan story? Because if you kind of look, you do get this like, you know, killer girl that's raised by, you know, an ex, you know, uh, I would say not sense, really. I, guess, it, I would say I would say it no, has. They are it they has, are definitely not. It has elements, sense. but I would just say I would say it it has some elements of like the father daughter, not really my daddy, but my daddy type of thing. And Logan, I think that's where it's kind of Logan. They it. took parts of X twenty three, which is a series about her when she's a little older. And then Old Man Logan, which is not that movie at all. Old Man Logan is disturbing and weird and gross Mm -hmm. and much more (laughs) Marvel related than it is just Old Man Logan. Like it deals with all the main characters in one way or another. So I would say read it. It's a great, it's a great series, but uh, no, I would not say that these are related. Um, Anyway, I can see the relation though. There's, I can see, yeah, no, the tropes, there are definitely tropes that cross over and story elements. Um, Definitely. Uh, why don't we go ahead and rate this film, film because we do have two other films to just talk about, and I think Leave No Trace is going to get us talking um, quite a bit. All right, um, let's go in the order that we started. Mr. Oh, Snippets, hey. what's your rating Mr. for Hannah? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a uh, you know I'm gonna give it a, a loose seven. Um, that's not normal for me. Loose uh, seven. A loose seven, and that is <laughs> because I want to either revisit the film. That's why I'm gonna put it at the seven. Or maybe check out the show and see if it'll fill in some of those gaps for me and maybe help me enjoy. <laughs> would you like, would you rather a moist seven? Would that be better? I what? love them both. I the love two them aren't both. even related. <laughs> Everybody hates both. the word moist, so I thought I'd throw it in there. I think that's um, so hilarious. A loose yeah. seven is great. I'll be saying that. Because I, I feel like you got that for me saying solid. Solid, whatever. So now you're like loose. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's loose. It could easily become a a six, you know. Uh, It's a liquid. A liquid seven. All right. I like that. That's hilarious. It's a it's a it's a vapor eight. I don't know. Um, Vapor. It's gonna it's gonna get bad. It's gonna get bad. Why don't we rate? uh, So that would mean all the movie things. Your turn to have a loose number of some kind. No, no loose numbers. It's gonna be solid. I'm sure. So rock hard eight. Yeah. <laughs> all right that's the end of the that show, is never not that. gonna yeah. be an eight uh it is forever an eight uh forever like an eight I like that's it. hilarious he, ch- he got up there he chiseled an eight in stone he's just like <laughs> this movie's an eight i do like he it he whispered to it yeah. whisper some sweet nothing that's great i love that movie it's, a, a it's an eight it's an yeah eight. he asmr the eight that's what they did that's, that's right. hilarious how about you um, lala I, I mean, I give it an eight. I give it a solid eight. That's what I'll give. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I'll rocky a seven five, you know. Because even though I can talk about it and see the things that I'm like, I would have preferred this. I would have liked this. It's still a good movie. Yeah. It's it's still a good, it's still a solid film. So, all right, okay, awesome. Well, that means we're gonna move on uh, to the next movie. Uh, or Law, would you like to do the pre review? It's up to you. We can it's do the pre review. We we'll see what happens. Let's do the pre review. Let's do the pre review. <laughs> 
Uh, so and we're going to do the pre-review. Uh, nice and that means we're going to just uh, move over to Law. I'm not going to do the music. Pre-review uh, with Law. Uh, here we go. Bri gave me a little theme song. I appreciate there you. Go. Yeah, this is like tonight. Old school Tonight Show. Yes, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Biggie is not here. He's not feeling great. So I will be stepping in as the pre-reviewer for today. We hope Please you feel, feel better, better Biggie. Biggie. Much love out here to you. Yeah. Um, first, we're going to talk about <clears throat> the angry black girl and her monster. This is a uh, limited release. It comes out June 9th. It's possible that this might be on like Hulu or Disney, but I, it's still limited to re- limit, limited release. So I would say look into where you'd be able to stream this from. Um, this movie stars uh, Leia Delon Hayes and Denzel Whitaker. Um, the way that I saw, like when I when I watched this trailer, the way that I looked at this was. A modern day Frankenstein's monster. Um, it gives Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole, it gives Jordan Peele um, vibes. Uh, and I really hate to say that for like like new films or new upcoming films, but like there there is a sometimes there's a precedent first, and then you could be like give people an idea of what they what they're getting themselves into. So this girl loses her brother, I think it's to gang violence, and she takes it upon herself to try to bring him back, but it goes awry. Um the horror themes in this seem very interesting. I think people should check that out. So that's the angry girl, the angry black girl and her monster. Um, next up, we have Flamin' Hot, which <laughs> as a connoisseur of the Flamin' Hot Cheeto, I'm definitely going to see this film myself. Comes out June 9th on Hulu Disney. Um, stars uh, Jesse Garcia, Dennis Hayes, birth Tony Shalhoub. It's the story of a... It's literally the, the story of the creation of the Flamin' Hot Cheeto, but it tells the story of, I believe his name is Richard uh, Martinez or Montanez, I believe his name is. He was a Frito Lay janitor and he came up with the idea of the Flamin' Hot Cheeto um, based off his son eating, eating Ileco, uh, no, Elote and being like, it burns, but it burns good. And so like it gave him the idea of creating something that burns in a good way. And so this is the creation of the Flaming Hot Cheeto. And it looks very comedic. And I think this might be a solid, solid film. Um, up next, we have uh, Dolly Land. This is not rated right now. And it's on limited, limited release. Stars Ben Kingsley. Um, ben Kingsley. I'm sorry, Sir Ben Kingsley. Uh, <laughs> he does have Sir. I will. I will give him that. Even though I call people Sir just off rip, so that might be bad of me. I might have to stop doing that. But anyway, um, this is the story of Salvador Dali and a show that he puts on in New York, and it's about the assistant that comes in to help him. And it seems extra dramatic and extra just dripping with like um decadence because it, like it looks beautiful with like the outfits and what people are wearing even though it's paintings and things like that but it's like he's amongst like very like famous people so it looks very um like rich and decadent this are you guys movie. familiar um, with Salvador Dali partially yeah his stuff's partially wild. it's great it's he great like, partially yeah. he is yeah. he looks just like him right there actually he does and the he has like the the he has like the long hair he has like the mustache it's it's I don't know. I think Ben Sir Sir Ben is going to smash this role. Sir Ben, um, up I love next, that. <laughs> Sir Ben. Um, up next is Brooklyn Forty Five. 
Um, this is a, a Shutter original. I believe it's also kind of limited to limited release because it's on Shutter, so Shutter original stars Anne Ramsey, and I'm just saying Anne, Anne Ramsey because that's the only person in the film that I knew uh, just by looking at him. <laughs> and I love Anne Ramsey. She she always pops up in like little things that people don't really know her in, but she always pops up in things. Um, this film is it's like a it's like a I'm not gonna say modern. It's like an old timey. Um, um, Ouija board like type movie so it takes place in 1945 uh, five military buddies uh, meet up after a while um, to help their host because they go to this like hotel type place and it's kind of like an Airbnb type place to go and help their host and all hell breaks loose and I do mean that like a lot of old behind the scenes type stuff that they kind of buried somebody digs it up and so it's literally like a ghost story like all these like sci-fi supernatural things happen um check it out next up is mending the line um this is a rated r movie it's limited release speaking of brian cox this has <laughs> brian cox <laughs> um this has brian cox and um uh i believe his name is pronounced Sinqua walls and a uh, Sinqua walls plays a young um soldier who returns from his tour from afghanistan and as you would know he has some issues some ptsd so he ends up having some anger issues and he meets brian cox who plays a vietnam war veteran and it shows them helping each other when i watched this trailer it it was giving um it was giving me goodwill hunting vibes but with like a soldier twist to it because it was like mentor mentee um, and both helping each other in spots that they probably didn't even know they needed help in. And last but certainly not least, okay, is Transformers Rise of the Beast. Uh, this also comes out in theaters June 9th. I'm assuming all these films come out June 9th, some on platform, some limited release, or and other things. So, like, just check it out. Um, this stars Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback. Y'all know the Transformers movies, I ain't gotta go too deep into this. So, like, something is coming to destroy the earth optimus prime is like this ain't our battle but all these other new transformers are like yo we we live here we have to save the earth and um it's it looks awesome it's transformers if you don't like them you're not gonna watch it but if you like them this to me looks like a solid transformers film this is the yeah. one where you get to see a humanoid robot transform into a humanoid robot it's it's weird yes it's so good and what i like about this one as well too and i was gonna put this out there is they seem to now be giving technology to the humans um supposedly though i don't know is this true or not that this is supposed to be like a uh uh prequel or something to the transformer movies that we've seen or something like that i think somebody said i i don't know don't quote me on that hmm. Because I think if it's a prequel, it don't make sense. <laughs> if it's a prequel. But if it's just a continuation of of these films, then it, then it looks like perfection. But I'm excited to see like humans get some of their technology and what they do with that. Because it's always humans helping in the battle, but it's like, are you really? Just because you can put the car and drive that means you're really helping. So, and say what you want to say about... Hinder. They were always in they, the way. You know, they do. Like, the humans tend to hinder. And say what you want to say about Mark Wahlberg in his movies they were trash but at least he was a mechanic and he could fix them up if something happened like at least he was he was he, he was viable in some way but yes these are the pre-review for this week we miss you biggie and we are of course going to move on to the next film this evening and that is uh leave no trace 
Uh, this is a film that actually was both filmed in Oregon and takes place in Oregon. And of course, if you are a fan of the real study, you'll know that two of the post, two of the hosts are both from Oregon. And so we kind of love these uh, extra films that kind of go over. Even if this film areas. was trash, these two would have loved this film. Okay. Because it was filmed in Oregon. That's not. No, because there's a movie called The Hunter that's trash that was shot here. Yeah, no, they're, 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 Emily Jones and Benicio del Toro. Not a great film. You're right. Not a great film. It wasn't that good, but they shot some (laughs) good here. Uh, so who had seen this film before this week? Okay, so only Brian. So we'll go with La on this one. Leave No Trace. Leave No Trace. This film shattered me at the end. Mm -hmm. I was in complete shambles at the end of this film because. It's it's one of those films where it's like you see it coming, but when it comes, it hits you. It will square in the face and in the heart. And I wasn't prepared. I've been watching a lot of father daughter films lately, and yeah, all three of these is essentially father daughter films. Right. And Count the Little Mermaid. I'm not I'm not complete <laughs> as a person. I am shattered. You need a break. I need a break. I need you some, need some new girl, or something. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. I do uh. need some. I need some Winston in my life because <laughs> yeah. Leave No Trace is, and, and here's the thing, this is this is what's great about me as a person or just about like watching films. Some stuff that you enjoyed in films, you don't enjoy in another film. I love the slow pace of this film. I love the, the breathability, the live in, in the tea. I'm just making up words right now. Um, <laughs> I just, I just. You roll with it. I, Go for it. You know, I, I just loved like, I don't know, just how really raw and realistic it looked it looked like they were just like which they were but it looked like they were just filming them like filming their lives it was just like live your lives we're just going to be around in different places filming and then we'll make a movie and and i think ben foster is hands down one of the most underrated actors of his generation um but I'm sure he's fine because he gets paid and like, and like he can live his life away from being like mobbed by people and stuff right. like that. And mm-hmm. he can still act and stuff. But he's yeah. he's phenomenal. Anything I see Ben Foster in, I'm just like, yeah. Why are you this talented? Like, oh, like, no. and why aren't you getting more recognition? Like, it yeah. just kind of hurts me sometimes that because he's so good. Um, oh, thanks, thanks, Biggie. Oh, I just saw his message. <laughs> he's not but, wrong. Um, yeah, this this film this film messed me up like the 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 it's it's so honest you know just in like how they talk to each other how they move and then her finally stepping up and being like yo bro uh i like it here like yeah you know and and her and then her coming to the realization that no matter how many times she she sticks by him, he can't stick by her. He just can't do it. Like, and and it's not his fault. Um, and it's I mean, after a while, it's like come get some help, bro. But it's like, but I also get his trepidations as well. So it's like I can't one hundred percent lay blame at his feet, you know. But he also realized too that like I can't keep forcing her to uproot like this when it's my problem, and it's not her problem. So like, just seeing them come to a decision without words was so powerful mm-hmm. um and then the whistle oh man their, their little be, sound they do the yeah, little, that little uh that little, yeah. that, that, little, that little click click that little, yeah like it was so them just ah man like and it so it just but also it gives me like hope because like 
it's like one of those things where it's like you see him walking down the road and then he cuts back into the woods. Yeah, so he like, like disappears. I would like to think that he's stuck he's around. Yeah. He's like in her like atmosphere. Like he's he might not yeah. be like living with her, but he I think he's yeah. like I like to believe that he's watching over her, but he's like deep in the woods somewhere and that he walks and he might grab the food that she leaves and then he might like he's the new person in the woods now who like right. grabs the I just thought this movie was really great and I didn't think I was going to like it. I really didn't. Oh. <laughs> I, I saw the, the the poster. I saw Ben Foster, so it gave me hope because it's Ben Foster and I like him. But I was I've never seen Thomason, I believe you pronounce her name, Thomason McKenzie. I've never mm-hmm. seen her in anything. And I probably have, but I just don't remember you probably have. Jojo have you seen Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, she she's played in the Jojo girl, Rabbit. Right? She, she she's played the older girl, yeah. Soho. Okay, so that's she's in okay. old. So if you've seen old. Yeah. That's where I've seen. Okay, that's okay. That's yeah. where I remember her from. Okay. Because I was like, I don't think I've seen her before, but it's a possibility that I have. But she doesn't yeah. she has one of those name. faces. Yeah. She has one of those faces that's like you don't remember her until you remember her. You're like, yeah. oh, snap, yeah. that was a girl from the thing. She I remember her voice her. more so than her. She has a very she has like this accent. Very soft. Yeah. It's not American, but it's not not American yeah. at the same time. But it's also something that was like she got like one American parent and one parent to speak something else. Like it created this this sound that comes out of her mouth. But yeah, she was great. I thought she was great, and she's great in a very um, subtle way. She doesn't make a lot of like uh, she's not big gesturing and like why won't you listen? Like she's not like that. She's just like. She has like her dad's temperament in a sense where she's kind of like this very calm about everything, but she thinks about everything. She knows exactly what she means. She says exactly what she and she picks up information at a rate that I'm like, damn girl, you like shit, you smart. Like, um, but yeah, this film was like really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. This might this a, this is a rewatcher for sure, like somewhere down the line. So yeah. Love it. All the movie things. Um, yeah, I, I love this movie. Um it's like, I mean, I they literally crossed the like the St. John's Bridge. It's it's our most like visual bridge. It's this old Gothic bridge, and Forest Park is literally right there. Like you cross the bridge, and Forest Park is huge. Also, Forest Park is where they. This is based loosely on a true story, so these two existed and they lived in Forest Park. Forest Park is like one of the biggest urban parks in the country it's free it's massive like um there's i've hiked through it a million times um there's so many i would love to go there trails. It it's great like you literally just go like from the city into this park it's just right there in portland you know mm-hmm. and there's multiple um access points all around i mean sometimes i'll drive around and all of a sudden i'll see a sign that says forest park like trail and just right <laughs> off the side of the road like oh but that, that's how massive this park is. And you could easily do what they did and live. Like live somewhere park. because um, it'd probably be hard for people to find you. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it does the funny thing where it kind of like plays with, if you don't live in Portland, they play with like a direction and distance a little bit. Like they complex oh, okay. it. Like, because <laughs> they go from St. John's, which is like further north than Portland to like downtown Portland, which is, that's a trek. If they're going by foot, that's a that's a long way. So when they when they're in that like little um, tram, that airlift thing, mm-hmm. they they that's 
That's a they had to have gotten to downtown in order to get on that tram to go up to the yeah exactly because the VA because we're going to the VA and like that's my VA like yeah I was gonna say I I actually had surgery at that VA so yeah that's my VA so it's it's cool to see all that stuff you know yeah that's the real um, like it blew me away I was like I've been in that lobby yeah I know like they didn't use another building they actually went to the VA that is the Portland VA it's just weird they don't normally that's all sightseeing during the movie but there was a lot of that you know and they're like oh yeah and talking on the bus they're like oh we're gonna be stopping in Salem and they've listed the movie or the cities in perfect order I was like yes and they said Eugene and then University of Oregon. I'm like, that would be the yeah. final stop. That makes perfect right. sense. That would be it. And um, yeah, and like like Lost said too, like I love Ben Foster. I mean, he literally he literally doesn't have to say anything either. He barely like, did he, in this movie. <laughs> he's in he's in a Chris Stapleton music video where there's no, like it's just the music and it's like and it like ripped my heart out. Like it's mm-hmm. a, if you haven't seen it, it's for Fire Away is the song. Look up that music video. He's really great in it. Um, yeah, Thomas and McKenzie is so good. And it's like it it's like inevitable, you know. What I mean, like it that okay, is inevitable. Like it had to it had to like resolve that way. Um and no, the, the, the bigger be. yeah, and the the bigger thing too that this film what was it, 2011? Oh, right? 2018, 2018. 2018. Oh, 2018. Okay. So it's not, I mean homelessness and houselessness in portland is a has been a problem since i've been a kid not to this degree that it is now like it's pretty massive problem right now and it is everywhere it's not just portland it's like every major city has massive uh houseless problem um and it this movie is very timely in that like it's so frustrating to watch them get ripped away from the home and like uh, Thomason's character, she when she's being like interviewed by like the social service lady, she's like, "No, I had a home that was my home." She's like, "You know what I mean? Like they that is their home. Like they were they weren't bugging anybody. They were like, it's just oh, it's so frustrating, you know." And these and these like mm-hmm. authorities come in there and like, yeah, I was annoyed the entire time with her. I was annoyed with yeah. her the entire time, and I understand that she's That's a social so worker, dumb. and that was her job to be like. Got to make sure that you know people are like just doing, but also it's one of those things where it's like you're you're ripping, you're literally ripping somebody from their home, even if it's a home that you don't approve of, and you're putting me yeah. in a place where like now I have to like find money, make money, where I was just living on the land and just doing my own thing, and I wasn't because it's like now you're making all new problems for me when we didn't really have any problems exactly. from, from my point of view, right. <laughs> like right. And there's an interesting thing between Hannah that I just, that I noticed when I watched Hannah um, and they do it very differently. You know what I mean? Um, so both Hannah and Thomason's, you know, character Tom. have experienced very similar things where like they, they, this is kind of like all they've known is this growing up and this very mm-hmm. quiet, very present kind of like mindset and just living in the moment. Then they're like pulled into this world where there's like all this stimulation all over the place, you know, they, and they handle that very differently in both these films, but you like get this, you feel this, exactly like what this they're fish, feeling. Like, like this oh my fish God. out of water. Like, like it's yeah. Yeah. Just all the stimulation yeah. all at once. Yeah. And I, I thought that was great in both these films, that the way they handled it, I, uh, but also very differently. I think that they, yeah. to, to put a little finer point on what you're saying, in Hannah, it was very much just the the physical differences between living by mm-hmm. yourself in the wilderness and having a society that you yeah. have all these technologies that you're used to. 
for Tom, yeah. I think it was social things that she had never dealt with before. She goes into city with her dad regularly. They do. She knows what cars are. She knows. So it wasn't so much the technology right. that threw her, but people and the interactions with people and the mm -hmm. lady that smiled at her, mm -hmm. that she, her dad is always so standoffish with the world that people that smile at her probably make her feel uncomfortable because yeah. that's not something she's used to. Even her dad doesn't really smile at her. He always is keeping her on her toes and trying to get her to survive. And he keeps um, her away. He, he already put in her a fear of people. Right. Right. So he was just like, we don't look at people. We don't, we say to ourselves, we don't, yeah. you know, whenever she sees people, she hides, even though she's intrigued, she, you know, she eventually hides. So like, yeah, right. it was more social. Whereas it was still social with Hannah, but it was also like other things too. Like it was technology, playing, a lot of technology. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of technology, technology but, yeah. but the social thing was a thing too. Yeah. For her, it was yeah. more like she was a much more of the feral child in the sense that social to her was just like, oh, a person, they're talking, what are they talking about? While yeah, yeah, yeah. with Tom, it was much more like, uh, you know, guarded, I don't know if I trust people, mm -hmm. but still yeah, because they were to trained, learn, you know, they were trained differently. Like he was, he was kind of training Hannah to deal with people. This is how you deal with people. They're going to ask you these things or these are the things that you tell them. So for, for know, the most part, she just rallied it off. They, <laughs> like the girl was just so like, natural too. Yeah. There's like, she was just like, I'm from yeah. I'm from Leipzig and I'm this. She just like yeah. <laughs> this is, so it's like he taught her. He did teach her nuances on how to talk to people. Right. So it was like socially, she still had like a she could speak speak well enough that people were just like, all right, she's a little different. Right. Whereas yeah. whereas Tom, she didn't know she even though she did know how to speak to people to in a certain extent, she was a there was a fear to do it. Right. Because mm -hmm. she was intelligent, she was smart, she answered questions oh, yeah. very very she was well. Like a higher level than what. So yeah, for me, I think this film covers a few, obviously the things we've discussed already, but obviously there's something to be said about a film that really shows the trauma of veterans and what they go through. And the fact that we're basically just putting them through a system where we give them drugs that they are saying these drugs don't work after a while or don't work at all, but you're just going to give this to me as if this works. And what do you do? You know, this is, this is the way that he has figured out to deal with his trauma. Too bad he couldn't get the dog to, to help him out with that. I mean, he did a little bit. Will yeah. has done everything he can to bury his head and all the pain that he's felt over the years. And I really loved the moment between him or between uh, the uh, medic and Tom yeah. and how he explains what her dad is going through. And I think that was her realization moment where she realized yeah. this is not going to change. He's this way for good. Uh, that, and I think this movie goes into generational trauma because obviously everything will goes through has had a complete effect on Tom and her life and her upbringing yeah. and yeah. what effect will that have on her children, etc. cetera. Um, so it definitely touches on generational trauma. Um, yeah. I feel like she broke that when she broke away from him so I feel like that that trauma only I feel like it'll only be with her because she's still at a point in her life where like she can well, she doesn't actually she deal can, with it but I feel like she's at a point where she's at a at a young point where she can break some of that from her sure. because she is amongst people that understand like that medic still lives there. She can still talk to him. Like there are people that are nice to her that'll help her like transition a little bit better, even though I'm pretty sure that'll still take some time. Well, I just felt that like that community you know, was the literal perfect community for her. Oh there yeah. Was, there was no better place for them to land yeah. than there. Um, and it's and there's like also elements of, there. There's also elements too of in this one and 
Hannah where she's like just wanting to be a kid, you know? Yeah. Like there's that like and then Thomason was great at, at that as as a Sersha, but like there's even this little like childlike wonder that she's tapping back into. I mean, just mm-hmm. these little things. And they're like little tiny things that maybe weren't even in the script, I imagine. Like there's a scene where she's walking along the trail at, at that like community mm-hmm. um before she approaches the one with the bees. And there's like a little, like, yeah, she just spins this little thing, thing you know, yeah. yeah, just like playing around. Yeah. And well, her and the briar horses, yeah. right, when they have to leave the trailer, yeah. uh-huh. and she's not not the trailer. I guess it was a manufactured home, but she has right. two briar horses that somebody gave her, and she ends up looking at them, and then just setting them down and leaving. And it's like she keeps yeah. having to leave her childhood behind every time right. he drags her out of the house. Uh, and yeah. the second time he dragged her house, I was like, Will, in... what are you doing, dude? Stop this. You're torturing me. Just like, girl. also, just like making her leave a better sense of comfort, a better sense of just, you know, even though it's her childhood as well, but it's just like, I'm on a bed now, my boy. Like, I got my right. own room. I can like mm-hmm. set up things the way that I would like them to be. They don't, and we're still protected. Like, we're still in a box. We're still like, people still don't. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, she's like, we're good here. Like people won't, and we can go sleep outside if we want to. Like she was really trying to like appeal to the things that she knows that he, that she thinks she knows he likes. It's like, we could be outside. We could still be together. Like we could still, but like, let's, it's like safer here. Like, let's be here. I want to be here. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I'll be honest. The entire like film, I felt for her heart. I'm surprised she didn't wake up to find him on the floor uh, or sleeping in a different way. Um, I felt like that was a slight missed opportunity because it's a very normal approach for people who have been overseas and who have gone through war uh, to not feel comfortable in a bed anymore. Um, yeah. So, uh, not but that also, everybody's different. Everybody's no, different, everybody's so different. Fine, but, yeah, but I also but, like that that's not the issue for him. So, like, it's that it's he's that in I, civilization. It's that's that he's his in, issue, right? right. I, that's his issue. I don't think yeah. his issue was like, I can't sleep on it. Like, not saying that I'm not really knocking anybody because I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to family members, not knocking it at all. But I feel like for the purpose of this film, like, I don't think that was a thing that was that was messing with him. I think it was just life in general, <laughs> civilization yeah, in general. Agreed. You know, um, you mentioned the pacing in the beginning of the discussion of this film. And as much as it's an actual, it's shorter than Hannah, I think by like five minutes, it, it, it felt shorter, even though it's almost, they're very close in length, Mm -hmm. but I like the deliberateness in this movie. Sometimes the pacing needs to be slow and the lingering on everything was us watching them linger on these things and watching Tom really linger on this. It worked. It worked. It really did. Um, The, Mm -hmm. and even just each person they came in contact with, uh, with the exception of um, the actress, I always forget her name. She's in freaking everything. Uh, Dale Dickey. Yeah, she is. Uh, oh, yeah, Dale yeah. Dickey, who's they amazing. They always cast her in these little, in the they role do, like this. But she's, she's always like, just like either a wise woman like or a crazy woman, right? right? One of the like, But also she's always a part of like a rural like society where it's right. like, you know, kind of like grungy. Yeah, she's. Know, I've seen her play like she's a... always... Just, down dirty yeah. hick you know like yeah. she's played it all or like um, he's the leader of like a gang of, of, of biker bar people like right, she's right that right <laughs> so you if you take thomason ben and dale out of the film I, f- I feel like they just got oregonians to sit in these spots because the lady with oh, the yeah. bees just felt like a lady with bees that that's they were what like, they yeah, yeah. The, the 4-h thing and felt that's like just they filmed 4-h you know what's funny too is there's um there's a lot of faces i recognize or a lot of names i recognize in the um crew 
list once you get down to it. So they did use a lot of crew, but there's a casting guy who worked on Portlandia and other stuff, uh, Simon, Simon Maxhill. And he's very much about like, he's really good at finding Oregonians, local Oregonians to like fill in these kind of like very specific people roles. Like, yeah. The people that live here. Like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's well, wild that's to me. Yeah. They in the church, so so Kristen just brings up the church, and they bring the people from Klamath yeah. Falls, and you're like, yeah, that's just this those feels are, right, you know, that's a real. They thing. are though, like right. they're in the credits as like that's what they literally that's the same people, like they they nice. weren't like created for this film or anything, like they literally See, literally came from Klamath Falls, and it's smart financially to do. I'm just saying. I swear the medic guy so is a smart. real army medic that has oh, to live yeah. in Oregon. Yeah. I swear that like the the girls they meet at like all I, I swear the three the, actors, the social are worker real woman, and everybody she's, else is. She's real. a Portland actress. The yep. one that, yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, they're all. This yeah. is a movie too where there is no the antagonist is reality or like just life, right? Because nobody mm. does wrong. It's, it's like as society, much as it's, it's awful like, that they tore down these camps. It's kind of like getting pissed at the guy that's pulling the, the, the lever for the death penalty. It's literally, they don't have a choice. It's this a is system. what they like, do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you can't, you can't blame the yeah. individual. So I'm, I wasn't mad at the guy running the backhoe, right. but at the same time, I'm like, you son of a bitch. And then the same thing with the, the, <laughs> with the, co with the uh, social yeah. worker. I'm like, leave them alone. But I also understand this girl could be in no, for sure. way worse position. Every you time she make popped sure she's up, safe, you know. So it makes every sense. time she popped up with something, she like she's bringing bikes and she's doing this thing, and he's just like, "We don't need more stuff. Like you're making this like we like because they're like a minimalist family. Like we don't need much. Mm -hmm. All we need yeah, is a clothes on our bag. We don't need all these things, you know. But Tom is like a bike, like. But then when he showed her, when like, he showed her how to ride a bike, but that was like. <laughs> Because it's like it's one of those things where it's like kind of being locked. Shows you how long you. they've been like out there. Locked within mm -hmm. yourself in a way, yeah. Yeah. because it's like he's he knows he he knows there's some gaps that he needs to fill in for her, but then it's like maybe when he's about to do it, his his other side is like, oh my, we got I got to protect her and we can't do. This. Mm -hmm. He gets it. He turn. He gets into these things. So like just seeing a moment where like none of that mattered and he taught her how to ride a bike i was like that's right yeah, yeah like he's not a like he's not a bad father he's such a good father he's just damaged Broken. by what this world has done to him and they're not willing to try to fix it or help him fix it so he's he's going about it in the best way that he knows possible what i think this movie Man. illustrates is that there isn't fixing soldiers when they come back from war to me it's a stark right. warning that maybe Maybe we don't send them in the first place unless it's crucial, unless it's to literally defend the borders of our nation. We shouldn't right. be putting people through this bullshit because no, you're breaking sure. people and you're literally breaking people for generations. But like you're, you're not doing people anything. And then you're, like you're giving them psych meds in a broken VA them. system. Yeah. The, the VA like system is still It's not like broken. you're breaking them and you're being like, oh my God, we need to put all of our resources, all of our time right. management into helping these people. You're breaking them and then being like, F, the next batch, come on in so we can break you as well. Like, you're not, and you wonder why people like find solitude in the woods or underneath freeway passes or wherever they can be because it's like, I've tried to get help and nobody wants to help. And the people that said that they were going to help after this is done still ain't helped. And it's like, it's a, it's a really like really fucked up cycle. What's that, that sucks. What's screwy is that as a veteran, and I'm not going to speak for, for all the movie things, but he may be able to attest to this. 
But as a veteran, there are some of us that still do get good care and can find the system to be very beneficial because yeah. we're either not, you know, broken mentally and it's physical ailments that we're going through, which is what right. I'm going through. Um, and, you know, I fell into the system in such a way that it's, that it's helped me rather than hindered me. But I could see how if you didn't have family support oh, or if you yeah. didn't have yeah, uh, sure. maybe even a good connection with the VA or maybe a bad, you know, representative, because there are, that happens as well, how you could easily fall through the cracks. And mm-hmm. maybe you only got 10% for something and you're trying to fight for the fact that you right. have brain damage but they're not telling you yeah that's you know, the they're thing saying, too no, to, there's all those yeah you have to fight for all that kind of stuff and okay. like and like Snitty mentioned i've been pretty lucky you know like i served during wartime but i didn't see like actual like anything that like would mess me up but i have seen like just a little hint of like the bullshit you know red tape that you kind of have to go through like i the recent thing and i can just imagine how much more just expounded this must be and how much worse it is for for those that are struggling like i if you don't see your primary care with after like if there's like too much of a time span between they'll take you out of the rotation and you have to like and if it's like a two-year thing and they don't call you they don't remind you they don't send you anything saying hey this time's coming up you, you should probably check in with your primary care they just take you out of the system and then mm. and you don't even know it and so when i had like i had like an emergency um one time i went to that va we seen in the movie and they were they didn't like recognize or see me and there i'd like re-register basically for everything because i was like taken out without me even knowing it so it's like wow if i had like real problems this would you totally would know happen. and i think that's my biggest issue it's not so much that like you, you nobody gets help or service because i know that they do it's yeah. one of those things where it's like if you can you can look me up and know that i was a part of whatever core i was a part of mm-hmm. wherever i was going you you know if i was in afghanistan if i was a medic you know all these things you can look me up exactly. and say that but you can't check on me and make sure no. that i'm yeah, fine that's the especially thing. Yeah. Like, especially if i have like anybody that's had, that has yeah. physical ailments Call, pick up the phone, do your due diligence. I'm sure you, but if I have mental issues and you know I have mental issues it's history. because you yeah, know I'm check. you I know you know I, that I have mental issues, there needs to be social workers within there that purposely check up on these people daily to make sure that they're fine, to make sure, hey, you gotta sign this, we gotta, but there's nobody like that. And I think that's so messed up because your first thing would be it's done on the purpose. first thing they will say ex- I know I mean, and you that's know what the best like part about it's built it. Built in. Because yeah. what you'll do is be like, well, they never came to us and said anything. Like it's always you'll push it back on the people that need you instead of yeah. making it be like that was an oversight on us. I and guarantee I it's about money. Up. Because they it do that. So like, oh, it's money. like, now we don't have to spend it's, money on this person. Exactly. Yeah. It's always about money. And that's so messed up because yeah. like you're willing to destroy people, like destroy people. Right. Yeah, it's... And then not only destroy them, but you destroy generations because maybe that's the only person that's in their family and they need that person. But now they don't know what to do. Like it's well, so messed up. No, yeah. It's so, so and, it, and this is the first generation of people that they've ever even sort of tried to do something for. Right. Uh, going oh, back yeah, to yeah. my father's generation, yeah. my dad had PTSD before they knew what the hell to call PTSD. I mean, I guess was, they called yeah. it shell shock and they yeah, called it, like you know, these various things, but, stuff, yeah, but he was yeah, so jacked up from it that he became an alcoholic. This is definitely yeah. part of the reason he died young because he was yeah. so jacked up in the head. 
and he moved out to the woods because he hated people like him, him and, um, Will, which they're both named Will. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. That's um, funny. <laughs> are yeah. very yeah. similar in that instead of just going and living in the woods, my dad was like, I'm just going to buy a piece of property in the middle of nowhere, put a house right. on it and do the same thing. He even, he distrusted the water district. So he cut himself off from it. He distrusted Man. all sorts of things and cut himself off from it so that he could yeah. you know, get his own water. Uh, yeah. Like he, he, my dad yeah. was right there because of just, yeah distrust for a place or for a group of people that was that put you in the position and then did nothing to help you out of it um, that abandoned you y'all yeah. essentially they're abandoned yeah. and i think that's so messed i think that's so messed up that's so messed up it is uh and when they do find a place to live we tell them they can't live there um they can't exactly. live there yeah instead of telling them they can't live there why don't you make this a, like a park where like put some tiny homes right are, there put some tiny like, homes in here so... Get so that they can live there like change yeah change it for people make because if you're not willing to put in the the time and the effort to help them mentally and this is something that calms them or this is something that works for them work with that don't work against that so that yeah. you can feel comfortable with people living the way you want them to live i think that's so messed up it's, yeah, I agree. this world is so backwards i swear brian you might have had one more thing it sounded like i was just saying like like especially with like their situation you know, it's Forest Park. You would not know that they were there, like just hiking through that park, like just from personal experience. I wouldn't have no idea that they're there, but can't have them there because it's public land, right? Well, those liberal that good whole... good good do gooders are up there trying to tell people to get out of the park. I mean, that's what it felt like. The runner right. came by and was like, yeah. "Oh, I saw a girl, a girl in the wood," and then they send the cops. I'm like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, which was kind of weird too. Is like, she could just been like. Enjoying, but I could have been hiking myself. Like, I was taking a pee, you know, leave me alone. It's so weird, but then, like, well, we can't have all these people camped in neighborhoods and on the streets, though, you know what I mean? So, it's like in Eugene, you can't, they don't, it is not illegal to camp anywhere you want on public land in Eugene now. They made it an ordinance. Now, it might not help things, but it also stops me from being harassed, right? That's the thing, and moved along, criminalizing it is the thing. They yeah. decriminalized thing, homelessness though, like, here in yeah. Eugene, which I thought was right. But that's the but that's the part that really bugs me a little bit is the fact that they're like, you can't do this on public. It's public. I know that's right. What, I know that's my thing too. It's like right. especially if I'm a veteran, public. and right. So I paid some taxes I, and worked for our I government. Was so I, hurt right. so I was like, yeah. But it's that's like you. That's like somebody telling me I can't sit at this bench because it's a public bench. But <laughs> it's like that's why I'm here. Well, no, see, <laughs> there, there is an element of this country where it's like I'm in public. Don't take my picture. What? Yeah, you're in public. I will take whatever yeah, exactly. I want. Like, Thank you. Yeah, that's so fair game, funny. right? Uh, no, we do have one more movie are, to get to. To so me, we should those get are two it. different things. But people, people don't see it like that. But those are oh, two yeah. different things because, oh, like, right. I'm not. A part of the public. If it's suddenly, like, but if you're in public, this, you are part this, of the public. This building, <laughs> this building is a, is a part of the public. You can yeah. take a picture of this building. Let me know, and I'll step out of the way. But for somebody but they to don't physically have to. That's take thing. a picture of me, thing, I, yeah. I'm like, Ee. you can not like right. it. You can object. You can ask them politely to erase it, but you have no legal right. right. Yeah. Or 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 uh, they can take exactly. a picture all day long. I should have if you're a in legal right. That if you take a picture of me, if, I was if, gonna, if I'm just happen to, if I'm like if I'm somewhere gonna sell it, something, if, if I'm, I'm going to make money off of it, I have to get your permission. You have to get my permission, but I feel like if you're just, if a girl is taking a picture and I just happen to be in the background of it, I can care less right. about that. Right. But if you think that you could come up to me and take a picture of me, 
no, nah, I'm gonna fight you. Well, that's different. Right. I mean, that's your that's your right to your reaction. I mean, I'm gonna fight you. Makes fight it, you. It's still they're like approaching you. Yeah, if yeah. if they're taking a picture of like video, but that's always the problem though. It's like people are always like they're not taking video of an actual person. They're just taking video in a public space and right. people are like freaking out. Like right. you can't take video here. It's like, no, I've I'm seen those videos. Excluding you. What I've you, seen like, those videos for... and I've been like, yeah, like mind your business. There's you always other people. Other things. Exactly. Right. Like, right. There's all the other people mind their business except for this one person. One person. Like, I'm on the Las Vegas yeah. strip filming all the lights, but you came through my frame <laughs> and you're you why I'm right. here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You saw me. You messed up my light. Like, you messed up yeah. my shot. Okay, you exactly. apology. <laughs> I should have a problem with you. Like, right. yeah, yeah. Why don't we rate leave no leave no trace and we'll move on to our final film of the evening. Uh we took this uh law. You were first. We'll go ahead and rate leave no trace. So leave no trace because I cried. Okay. Okay, because I cried. And if you give me the cry, it's a problem. What a good problem. <laughs> I give this a I give this a nine. This was solid. Ooh, I give this a nine because nine. I Mm -hmm. because i didn't expect to like it and yeah, i ended up liking it and it made me cry and i was like well i was wrong about this one so this is a nine <laughs> this is a nine. uh all the movie things yeah it's a nine for me also nine okay okay uh i'm you know kind of the uh giver like, of big numbers no no it's a <laughs> it's a 10 this movie, I think, oh, is an important film. Look at you. I think this film needs to be watched by anybody who seems to have a problem with homelessness, um, doesn't understand yep. what veterans go through, uh, wants to watch a good movie about life, and wants to feel a movie that's probably closer to real life than most any movie right. I've ever seen. Like it feels like yeah, just yeah. people, uh, sure. which is great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ten. Uh, I did want to do another shout out to Aina, Hannah, uh, who is our, for lack of a better term, the Real Study production assistant. Uh, she is awesome, always doing things in the background. There is a letterbox now yeah. for the Real Study where you can actually go on and see what all of our ratings were for season two. The average, it's kind of like our version of Rotten Tomatoes, if you will. Um, yeah. And there apparently were four films that got rated 10 out of 10 on the Real Study. And I did not know this, but I thought that was kind of cool uh, just for the sake of putting them out there. Do the Right yes. Thing, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Wrestler, and Thelma and Louise have all been rated 10 out of 10 by The Real Study. Ooh, and, I was, and I don't so. think I was here for Do the Right Thing or, the, or, or Judas and oh. the Black Messiah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'd love That's to hear funny. I, I still the ones I was I was gone for. That's in, right. yeah. No, yeah, you were. Though. That's right. You were doing your play. Oh yeah, time. that was during your. You were my play. Yeah, so yeah. I actually got to get a list of the films that y'all did for January because I do want to watch them and give a review because I just, I, like, I want to. They don't have to be included. Those. They don't have to be included in like the rating for this because I wasn't a part of that and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to give like my thoughts because yeah, I was I was a little pissed um, during my play because when I saw the movies y'all were doing, I was like, these they would do the motherfucking movies when I was here. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I, so I was yeah. like, oh, God damn it, I wanted to see this. <laughs> but it was February and we were trying to. I you know, know. Yeah, but I was like, we I'm going to strangle each and every one of you the first time I meet you just for that moment. This is for January. This is for January. Maybe we can do a revisit and we can have the top, the 10 out of 10 films be the revisit, you know, because they're good enough. Oh, that's cool. Again. I feel like we should do that mm -hmm. for like yeah. our anniversary or something like that. That should be an anniversary show. Yeah, I like, like that. I like that. That could be our return show for season three. Uh, that said, we do have one more film to talk about this evening. I'm almost certain there's not going to be a lot. It's, let me put it this way. Uh, when all the movie things listed the movies uh, or saw the movies listed this week, 
Uh, he said something along the lines of, I love two out of three of these films. Yes. And I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure because my feelings on Hannah made me wonder if that's what it was or, you know, if something like that. But no, it turns out that I'm almost certain it's the, where the crawdads sing. It's uh, not, it's not upon, too bad. Don't yeah, worry. It's not that you hate it or anything, but just. Right. It's just definitely. Out of the yeah. three. So let's start with all the movie things. Oh, where the crawdads sing. All right. So th- uh, this is the second time I see it. I saw it in theaters. Um, never read the book or anything, but you know, it was like this phenomenal bestseller. Um, and it's got, you know, hello sunshine behind it, which is, um, oh, her name is escaping me. You got her name right there. Don't you? I'm working on it for you. The director you're talking about, Olivia Newman. Oh, no. Hello sunshine is, um, a production company. It's, oh. uh, Oh, oh no! Race with a spoon. That's right. Yeah, Reese with a spoon. That's right. Yeah, and um, he's doing a lot more behind the scenes. Reese. Yeah, so, um, she's kind of like, she has like her own her own like like book recommendation thing, kind of like Oprah mm-hmm. has her thing. Um, so that's where this kind of like spawned from. But, um, like it, it's for me, it's like just okay. You know, I mean, like there's a lot of like. Um, I tried to go back and watch my review for it too to see if it was, I I feel like I liked it more this time around, just a little bit than my initial watch because I think I my expectations were based on like the marketing for the film. They market it they marketed it as like this kind of like almost like crime thriller in a way, hmm. where it was very little of that. It was mostly this all flashback, and then we get these little bits of like present day courtroom drama stuff, and I thought it was gonna be like more like about like this mystery and they made it like seem like it's gonna be like this mystery and everything and so knowing all that going into it this time around i was like okay that's not what it's about let's see what we can kind of glean from this time and like i will say though it is like i mean we've talked about an abandonment already like this is like she's like the queen of abandonment in this movie like poor like the little girl that plays like the young she's really great i mean she was like man um just terrible situation this person came up from and um um but yeah i think i think for me uh, this time around again it was it was it was just okay um and i think it's still like i kind of wish it was not so much flashback kind of thing and kind of wish like we had a little more of like that mystery element that they kind of like alluded to i don't know how the book is you know i don't know how well adapted this book is um i usually try not to like confuse the two a lot of people are like oh the book is better than the movie or the movie's better than the book it's like well why are you comparing two different complete mediums you know the book is going to be your own experience your own you know kind of thing and a movie is a totally different experience so um yeah, I think I like yeah, like I said, I think I think I did enjoy it a little bit more this time around. You know, I, I felt a little more emotion towards it, especially in the beginning, like when we like see all of her abandonment, you know, it's just like got one thing after another. And you see why she is the way she is with like when like Tate doesn't come back mm-hmm. for the fourth of July thing. You're just like, oh my god, like that's just another element of abandonment for her you know what i mean and it's just yeah she just could not catch a break so it's 
it's heartbreaking and sad to watch, but still, I wish there was a little something more to it. All right, that's fair. How about you, La? Where the crawdads um, sing. Where the crawdads sing. I I enjoyed this film. I I found it very interesting. But this is one of those films where I felt like the pacing, I was like, y'all could have sped this up just a little bit. Um, like, just a little bit. And right, like, yeah, yeah. There's some like, pacing stuff. There's some, yeah. you know, I was just like, Ooh, like, we we spent it too long now. Like, I felt like <laughs> I was getting country as I was watching it. But um, but overall, I thought it was like, um, it was a little heartbreaking to watch her story. Um, And I felt really bad for her because I was just like, so nobody took her? No, no one. She's yeah. the she's the youngest mm-hmm. one, and I was like, y'all didn't take her, would you? Like the like, and I get it, and I get it. Like the mom walked out very like she. I felt like she was in a trance in a haze where she was just like, I have to. I I'm gonna die here. She's in survival mode. At that yeah, point. She was yeah. in survival mode. Like her brain just kind of like shut off, yep. and she was like, "I gotta go." But how do you about leave how your children? I'm sorry. Yeah. Because because I mean I don't I don't know I'm not I don't know I don't have any kids. Um, my mom didn't leave us when she needed to be out of the situation. <laughs> um, she silently took us. So like I personally don't know, but I also don't know what goes through your mind when you've been beaten like that. And there's no telling how long she's been beaten before those kids came along to the point where now she was at her breaking point where she was just like, because it looked like she was a zombie when she left. Right. Like she didn't look like she was all the way there. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I just I just felt bad for her because like the mom wanted her and she never knew because she couldn't read. Her keeping the ashes to that to that um, letter, letter broke my heart a little bit. I know. But then you also see the resilience in this little girl. You also see that she was like, okay, I need to, I'm gonna have to do this for myself then. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, I'm a like she learned like like what was it in in Hannah he told her um adapt what well, he was like, adapt 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 or die, adapt or die. Mm-hmm. and that's literally what Kaya did she she adapted yeah. so she did so she wouldn't die and I I felt I don't know I felt like a camaraderie with her character a strength in her that she developed on her own that nobody taught her not to say that nobody taught her because once again in these old southern <laughs> films. Yeah, get the black people <laughs> that protects, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they get no, they get they don't get the rightful shine that they deserve because I I wanted more from jumping and his wife. I felt like they, yeah, I felt like they were more integral to this probably in the book. They were her they parents in the film. They were her parents, right? They were her parents, and I feel like. Because him making wanted to make sure that she was okay, like that scene broke me when he was just like, he was like, because if anything happened to you, and he stopped, and I was like, God damn it, I was like, these father daughter shades, so I'm like, God damn it, like, you know. But so it was just like, I don't and know. Then when, this he like, when he dies and then goes to the funeral, she's like, she yeah. loved you so much. I'm just like, I want her to be like, I love dad too, or something like that. But I know it's like that's something. hard for her. I know that that's hard for her. But I I wanted more from that I wanted her to kind of acknowledge that because it just looked like a because I can read my own stuff into it but it just from like just from just looking at it first it just looked like she was just like appreciate y'all for helping out and then she and then she would just disappear like I love y'all too like but I ain't gonna say it out loud but you know you know what it is yeah. and she would just leave but I just wanted more like heartfelt things from them especially when in the beginning he was very much like you better leave that girl to her own devices we ain't got time to be bringing we we ain't got time to be bringing in and she gave him that bible quote i love it like 
He's like, be careful. Yeah. She's like, it doesn't say be careful in the Bible anywhere. I know exactly. <laughs> anywhere. I was just like, he, he, yeah. he was like, guys. But at the same right. time, they're 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 both right. No, for sure. If you think about it, because that at that especially that during era, that time, in that like, time, yep, in the South, like. Yeah. Well, look especially at the guy he, that was coming in for the real estate. The way he treated him, the way he spoke yeah, to him. Like, when he hit him, when he hit him, the boy, I was oh, like, yeah. he was like, you better get the hell out of my store. Like, this is why I was born in '86. God, and like watching, um, watching that actress's face too during that whole scene too. Like, yeah, she like, was great. They have to like put on this face. She was like, like the moment he walked out, she was like, oh my god, yeah, she was like, the moment he went the door, he, she was like, uh huh. And just like, <laughs> like that's so sure. good because it's it's yeah. one of those things, and then it's like if you think about it, twenty twenty three that hasn't changed. So right. yeah. it's you might not call me boy now because you know right, exactly. you'll say but, other things that are coded, <laughs> but you but... do say other things. It's right, it's coded, that stuff like that. So it's yeah. I don't know this film like was it perfect? No, but it was a very a very good film. Like you can understand her trepidation with everything, but also the fact that like. Don't get it twisted just because I love her. I ain't stupid. Mm-hmm. She might be slightly gullible, like gullible, like a little bit naive, a little bit because of different stuff, but she knows a predator when she sees one because she lived with one. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and even though, even though she did fight back. I love that she I love that yeah. she murdered him. <laughs> I love that she murdered him. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the show is about, right? We spoil right, no. things. We're a yeah. spoil, spoil, we're a spoil show. show without a doubt. Oh, man, yeah. Sorry, but... sorry if you ain't seen it, but she murdered boy, and I the look I love on Tate's everything. face though, where he's like, when he realized yeah, it, when he realized yeah. it, yeah, yeah, and then he's like, ah, shit. Well, what do you right, mean? <laughs> I'll protect her. I'll protect her. Didn't life, kill me. So. Legacy. <laughs> right, right, and he he knew that. That Chase was a piece of shit. Like he he knew this. Like they, they oh, obviously yeah. fought. Um, but also it's one of those things where it's like you don't think somebody that you love is capable of that. And then right, right. But then you kind of but then you kind of spent think years that, together like, and he didn't know she was like right. that. He but she was really she was an like alligator that. in the marsh, you know, no, not for a sure. you know. But um, it's one of the, but it's one of those things where it's like I think Chase would have killed her if she didn't kill him. So because what did he say? He said, "You belong to me now." I said, "Yeah, yeah." yeah no. I was, said, "Kill him." A piece of shit. Kill him. I said, this, "Kill him." He dead, but kill him again. <laughs> this movie to me feels like a Hallmark mystery, and <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, it does. No, true. True. So here's here's what I here's what I think. I, my wife read the book. I she said those. the book is interesting, and she said it's good, um, mm-hmm. but she didn't understand why all the hype. And it was like, so I think Reese and Taylor, who obviously did the song for this movie, and a few right. other ladies who read this book in the book club were like, holy shit, this book is amazing. Right. And I think it's because it just hit them right at the right time of their life, which is fine. Yeah. And then they were like, let's make a movie. And they're still hyped about it. Well, I'm like, I mean, I, okay. I mean, I, yeah. Good acting. Uh, I love yeah. um, Garrett Dillahunt, who plays Pa, uh, is actually mm-hmm. Bert from Raising Hope. And if you've never yeah. seen him play uh-huh. the other side, he's a hilarious comedian. Oh yeah, actor. he's he's funny. Yeah, and yeah. And so seeing him no, as I Paul, him. I was he's like, great. oh dude, this dude is like really bringing it to the other side. And I, yeah, I gotta yeah. give it's it to amazing. the fighting choreography in this film. The punches looked fucking real. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all uh-huh. of them. Every time somebody hit yeah, somebody, I was like, whoa, land. they got a yeah. like good uh, choreographer for mm-hmm. this. Um, but then I also love um, David St- uh, Strat. Tharn, I always say his name wrong. Strathairn, yeah. Strathairn. Uh, he's <laughs> mm-hmm. great in almost everything he always does, but yeah. 
I felt he was, this is kind of what you were alluding to a little bit, Brian. I feel like he was underutilized. They could have done far yeah. more with the court scenes yeah, yeah. and given me a bit of a court drama to really draw yeah, me in. Mm-hmm. Because of court drama, as soon as I was like, oh, they're going to go to court, I'm like, I want, oh. They yeah. didn't show us anything Actually, in court. Like, I was frustrated. I, I, I love court I, I dramas. Get, I get yeah, that. Yeah. I get that. But also, I feel like it, it kind of, it's Southern. And like, I don't think, and it's a small town. I don't think much happens there. And I don't think they use a court system that much. Like I think they, and, I, and I, I feel like I feel like for a small town, most of those most of those lawyers there, they make their money outside of their own town. But they're like, I'm the I'm the hometown like lawyer. So if something happens, I'm here if you need me. So I felt like them kind of being like, well, you know, she did it. Like I felt like mm-hmm. I just felt like it's in that setting because like limited resources, limited everything. They're like best case scenario she was with him last she did it and we don't know her we don't like her no way so we might as well just make it so she did it so i felt like because i feel like um he has i love this actor by the way he he's been in so many things um i feel like he has a way of being small but making it look big and i felt like that's kind of how his character was because he was bigger in like words than he was in gestures and he was Mm -hmm. like you gonna hear all this stuff from these people Mm -hmm. I just need you to listen to the facts. That's okay? kind of him as an actor. My he brain, I keep like, thinking, sure. I know him. He plays a blind man. He's Whistler from Sneakers. It's my brain did not right. pick up on and he, that. So. And he's in A League of Their Own. Yeah, um, love him in A League of Their Own. He was in the show Alphas. LA Confidential. Yeah. If you've never yeah. seen Alphas, Alphas is so good. Sci-fi. So much. I'm still mad at you, Sci-Fi. I'm just going to say that. So. Sheldon Cooper is also mad at you, Sci-Fi. But yes, we know that yes, already. Sci-Fi, but yes. <laughs> Because I'm that's that scene when that scene came up in Big Bang Theory when he was mad that Alphas got canceled, I felt you were like Sheldon, right? I felt it's the only time I love Sheldon, like one of four times I love Sheldon, and that was one of the moments. Sheldon's one of my characters. That's that's my like, just put it on when I'm the only time I like Sheldon is when see, I, I, you know, come on now. Um, see, the only time I like Sheldon is when people lay into him and he gets it. I'm not saying that he doesn't have moments where he's funny and he's like, he does like silly stuff or he might say something out of pocket and it's funny, but I love Sheldon when he can finally hear somebody's pain. He can never mm-hmm. see it, but he can always hear it. And when he hears somebody else's pain and he's like, well, I, uh, okay. Like I, that's my favorite Sheldon when he, when he does that. So yeah. So I've been watching a lot of Trek because of course, one of our hosts is a huge Trekkie and has kind of gotten us all inspired <laughs> to watch and because yep. I watched a lot more Trek with specifically Leonard Nimoy lately, and then I watch uh, Jim Parsons as Sheldon Cooper, I'm like, dude, all Jim Parsons did was literally watch Spock for three seasons <laughs> all right. and then become that yeah. character, which is fine. It works. But yeah. I realize he's just being Spock all the time. Mm-hmm. They pretty like, much let you know that in the series because he's such But the acting, like he really of, does. He's such Jim a Parsons fan studied of Leonard Nimoy, so yeah. like he did a good job. I feel so. like no, but I feel like that's like a that's like a like a like like an Easter egg in the show itself is because mm-hmm. like he loves Spock so much because he relates to him so much, and then it's like, but then people will finally get it, like oh he do act like Spock, like because that's where the inspiration comes from. Like it's like a a roundabout Easter egg. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the end of the show, he's acting a little bit more like Picard, but we we, we don't need to go into that. Um, <laughs> uh, so 
we've got uh, this movie to rate. Ayina um, are... said she would she would have loved this movie if they made it more like Law and Order SVU, and yes. I'm not mad at it. I and I'm not mad that. at it. I'm not mad at it. Like I said, it had too much of a hallmarky, and I think that's what you guys were talking about, where it felt clean. Like we're in the marsh, yeah. we're in the uh-huh. funk, and every like the only thing that's yeah. dirty is her feet. I'm like, yeah, they like smudge a little dirt right there. I'm like, okay, yeah, she's like perfect. Yeah, the, the little girl no, version but, was way dirtier than the adult version. But it, but, you know. but to right. me that but it, but that makes sense because as she got older, her life started to change. It was it she started when she was younger. It was all about getting these muscles, getting in this dirt to to get money right. to get to get food. And it, as her life started to adjust, she started meeting boys, and that's when she started putting on makeup, and that's when she started brushing her hair and putting on. I mean, but even before that, I mean, even before boys, but we would you know. think she would be like. A little dirtier, at least. Something. You know, but I mean, I, I understand like what you're what you're saying. Like when she starts like getting involved with guys, like maybe. But, but even I the boats were clean. Like even like everything <laughs> had like a cleanliness to it. Yeah. Where it didn't feel like it was dirty from being in the marsh for thirty years. Like it just didn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, know. I get what you're. I and get what you're saying, I, and but, I do want to go back one more time to. I'm sorry, the mom leaving makes her as evil in my opinion as the dad like the dad is evil and there's no doubt mom leaving no, because she's being beaten that. yes that's yeah, important yeah. i'm glad she left mm-hmm. take I your fucking that. kids with you and if you yeah. don't you are as big of a problem and then i blame yeah, every just, other yeah. one of her siblings and the fact that she's that. like oh my mom and oh my brother and it's like they all ditched you and then like he comes back from war yeah. and now all of a sudden he cares and you why do you care people who yeah, are like, abandoned like that don't generally care when those no one comes come exactly like no one comes like I mean, he didn't even come back until he saw that she had this book published. Right. Like that's the only, or otherwise he wouldn't have, he would have never showed right. up. So she was famous. Now he yeah. shows up. Like that's yeah, a little like, suspicious. But I mean, to that's me, cool. that I don't know. I feel like that plot point would have hit differently if he, if somewhere in there he was asking her for money or if he was like hitting her up. But like, sure. Because he didn't even, he didn't even think she, she was still there. Like he didn't, he didn't realize until he saw the book that she was even still like right. in the place that they were at. I get, I get everything you guys are saying, and like it's very, very valid. But I just feel like there's, there's levels to it. I don't think it's as, as clean and cut or as like black and white. It's levels to it. The mom. But when someone, is, when someone, when you have an abandonment stuff, like, like the mom not... is. But we also see that even though she's been abandoned, like she hasn't lost her heart for the most part. And then yeah, she, but she, she would have a heart for she, her found family, not for her lo- the family exactly. that ditched her. That's but, the part that she, bothers me. But 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 I feel like she still had heart for her found family. But she also got to because she even in the over the voiceover she was like, I get why she left because when she got punched, because she never understood it at first. She was like, everybody just left. Everybody, everybody just didn't, you know, like nobody stayed, like everybody left. And when she got hit and she felt that pain because all she did was see it as a child, because I think he hit her once. I think if he no, hit her she at avoided all, getting hit. I don't think right, she, she never got she hit. Right. So it, she yeah. never got hit. Right. But everybody got hit. that left the house. It seemed like everybody got hit to leave or however it was. And yeah, because even her brother him came him out with like a bloody lip. Right, right with a bloody right. lip. So I would assume yeah. her sisters got hit in some way as well for them to like end up leaving. It wasn't until she got hit that she was like, I understood why my mother left. So when you understand something, you're easier to to forgive. Maybe not forget, but you're easier to be like, because she just missed her family. Like nobody walked back up that driveway but Jody. She probably never thought she would see any of these people ever again. And then I don't know. I I not to get too. I like, just feel like when you understand something, you kind of 
could be like, and he was, a, and they were kids. They were kids just like she was a kid. Yeah. The, the thing is though, like I come from abandonment and I like not to like get too dark or whatever, but I like have nothing to do with that family. I don't Understood. give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, she's just like, it's just too easy. You know what I mean? It'd be one thing if like, yeah, okay. I get what you're saying, but let's see some like change there. Like don't, don't some just repair. accept him immediately. Right. Like there's gotta be something in there. He's got to work for it. He can't right. just like show up and all of a sudden that's the thing. Like maybe the like, book it, goes it deeper into it. You know, and maybe there's a little maybe, bit more. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the thing. I mean, right. yeah, maybe, maybe it's just a thing they had. Like, I just don't feel on. like they showed yeah. us enough for there to be any. He, because I felt like if he would have came back, that's what we're was, saying. There isn't enough he there. Was, right. I just feel like if he was asking for something, I feel like if he was asking for something, or if he was oh, like yeah, you, coming, or if he was coming back, like I feel like there should. I don't know. I just feel like there, there's a lot of there could be a lot of anger there. If you just came back because I'm famous and now you're trying to get some of this money, or however it is. But I don't even think I honestly wouldn't think that he wouldn't have came back regardless if she never would have released that book because he didn't have, he didn't even think she would have been there. Like I don't think he would have ever. Yeah, came but back why wouldn't time. I don't know? See, so that to me, I'm like, this is your sister, this is your littlest sister, the most vulnerable person in your family, and you don't even go back. No, to I get check everything you're until saying. you see valid. a book. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, for me, yeah. it just it bothers me, and and I I'm with you on no, no, that. No, no, abandonment. I, I, I get it. it it's I tricky. Get it. I'm not um, saying don't feel the way you're feeling. I'm just, right. I'm just, no, no, I just, I, I get what you guys are saying. I just, I just feel like there's, there's levels to it in, in certain ways. And some people, the way certain people work through things, other people won't work through it the same way. I feel like when she got hit and she came to that realization of like, this is why my mother left. I think she understood why everybody left and not to say that it still didn't hurt her. But I think when you have a bit of understanding of why somebody did what they did, it it makes a little bit more sense. It just sure. just a, a touch makes a little bit more sense. This is also technically not from her perspective because we get to see what happens after her death. So Very to true. Me, it's really it more like taste. him. It it's like his perspective reading her right. journal almost. Yeah. Like so, there's a second yeah. interpretation to what we see. So we might be missing elements. Very true. Um, Very true. I don't know. And again, if the book doesn't, if the book goes into it and the movie doesn't, that's fine. The one thing I did notice about this movie is it felt like a book. Like it felt like the way they were cutting through it. Yeah, I was like, these scenes are just jumbled together, half parts of chapters where you're just skipping between scenes, uh, especially in the beginning. And it was weird because it felt like they missed an opportunity. They kept like cutting, and then they got to the bird flying over the water when they could have just like lingered up the water, then had the bird fly out and have one long shot as an opener. And they didn't. They were like chopping it up. I know that's a nitpicky thing, but yeah. I noticed it almost okay. immediately. And What's then the movie that? had a little bit of those elements kind of all the way through it, where they were just all of a sudden it's like another thing's happening, and I'm like, okay, let me wait and see what this fills in, which is what books do, which is fine. But movies don't generally do that. Generally, movies will lead you into the next scene or they'll lead you along. This movie didn't feel like it did that. Was as the much. bird real? No, I feel that like was a digital ass bird. That was a digital bird. All those birds that come in are digital. Yeah, yeah. Because I was watching this and I was like, that bird looks nice. And then it got to a certain angle. And I was like, that yeah. bird ain't real. I was, like, right. <laughs> I was actually, no, totally. the bird got low. We're going over marsh. I expected an alligator to maybe take the bird out or something. But <laughs> And all those yeah. birds, no. like she's like feeding all those birds to at the beach. I think that those were all digital too. Because yeah. there was something to them too. Where I was like, mm, they, they look, look like pigeons. Great. And pigeons ain't that nice. When you got, food, <laughs> right. you got that much food. I was like, okay. So yeah. she just said one. It'd be too, it's too hard to wrangle birds. Okay. Like, yeah. 
But I do like the fact that she can draw like her mom. Yeah. Now, like they set that they set that up real nice. This is based on a book, but it takes place in the '60s, and then we've got a naturalist, like a paranaturalist. Is this based on any kind of real story? Like, do we know? I think it's based. I think it's based on the just the book. No, I think it's, yes, I think it's the, based on a, a lot of the elements have to do with uh, Delia Owens, the person who wrote it. She's a zoologist. Oh, and okay. Something else. And I think a lot of this incorporates some, because she grew up in like Southern Georgia. I just read about it. She grew up in like Southern Georgia. So she Georgia, just think, parts of her life and her kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think parts of her life are like inter, okay. interwoven in, in between this story. Not to say that it's based on her life, but I think it's interwoven. It's I like that. Let's rate it. And uh, and and uh, and call this one in the bag, if you will. Um, right. Or did we drag this one to the woods? I don't. Uh, anyway, uh, all the movie things. What do wow. you rate? Where the crawdads <laughs> sing. Um, I'd say it's a six. Okay. Yeah. I want to. Okay, we're gonna call that's that. <laughs> and Lala, what do, you, what, what do you? What do you got, Lala? Um, I'll give it a um. I'll give it a moist seven. A moist I'll give it a, You're like, I'll give oh, it a moist it's a seven, but I don't know if I want to touch that seven. seven. Yes, it is. Like, you, like, I'm going to start, cause I'm gonna start oh, doing that. That's disgusting. I'm going to start doing it's that. A, usually I give sixes. I usually give sixes. Seven. I give sixes for things that like I'm never going to watch again. Right. But it's a possibility that I might partake in this again. So it's a moist seven. There you go. It's a moist seven. It could have been it's some loose, elements that I really liked. Seven. It's some uh, elements that I really liked, but then there's some elements where I was like, It's a seven where the tops just kind of yeah, flopping down a, like that. It's, yeah. it's terrible. Uh, I am going to give this a solid five. Uh, I will never watch this again. <laughs> I was bored. Now I do five. have to admit, when he flipped yeah. the page and you see the shell, I was like, Whoa! But I didn't need two hours for some kind of, you know, M. Night Shyamalan y twist. Right. You know? I didn't, it could have been. Give me that earlier or make it an hour and a half. I, I like this is that. one big bodies, bodies is at least short, right? It's at least short, short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I, I, you know, there's okay. only so many ways yeah. you can take things, so you know, whatever. Watch yeah. bodies, bodies, bodies. We'll we'll have to talk about that one. We are due yeah. for another A24 horror um, show, so we can we can sure. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have bodies, 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 so I can let you guys have access to it. Um, well, that said. So. Uh, this has been yet another episode of The Real Study. Uh, next week, uh, we will be uh, celebrating, of course, Pride Month with an episode dedicated to either uh, movies or actors or directors related to Pride yeah. Month. We'll, uh, so we'll look forward to that. Um, I do think <laughs> at least two of them. I know Moonlight was one that got floated, and I really like the idea of that one. And then mm-hmm. the other one was But I'm a Cheerleader. Um, which is one I've never seen, and my wife is insisting I must Leon. see. And yep. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a third one we will throw into the mix, um, but you should look forward to those. Then, of course, Quentin Tarantino, uh, because Lala has never seen either Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. We're going to do a Quentin Tarantino nope. evening, uh, maybe even like nope. throw some we Jackie Brown in own. there. Yeah. So, you know what's crazy? You own both of those on a when <laughs> when, when when Blockbuster went out went out of business. Oh yeah, they have it like in the little white CD nice. that says like oh, <laughs> because nice. they were giving away DVDs, and I was just like. It's a part of culture, and I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll hit those. DVD stack somewhere. I don't know. So I think there'll be, and then there might be one more episode after that for the season. Um, it sounds like maybe something along the lines of an A24 something, because yeah, why not? We'll uh, so we do have at least a couple more shows for the season. Uh, and then we'll be back, of course, in September 
uh, and uh, of course, ready for spooky season because the real study hits spooky season hard. So we love it. All right. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Rock hard, Brian. <laughs> I love it. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>